Long past the hour for quitting labor, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognized nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this after lodge banter. It's a diabolical Welcome to After Lodge, episode number 57. I'm Jason, your bearded, handsome co-host of the After Lodge podcast. Joined as always... What? One of those adjectives is true. You're a little quiet. You're bumpy a little bit. How about now? Can you hear me now? A little bit. I'll just have to yell. That is Brucifer. You're, uh... I don't know how to describe you. You're whatever. Same as you. Same as the words you used for you, except not bearded. Oh, okay, that works. Oh, cool. Then of course we have the Rat Fink himself, the After Lodge punk <laughs> boy, <laughs> Right War School oh, Grand Censor Bob Harlan. No, Harlan. Oh, that's the wrong intro. You're doing the script wrong. Oh, nope, nope, not a script. This is this is ad libbed right out of my butt. Mm. And uh, over it's there, the smell. We have the uh, portly, plump, <clears throat> well-eaten Grand Center Bob. The joyzy sensation. He is. Uh, and also a clown, as it turns out. A major, yeah, oh yeah. A major fan of Scorsese and all of Scorsese's works. So, uh. Explains the creepiness. Oh, yeah, no, dude, that is, he's totally like a Pennywise character. Mm-hmm. Like a, oh, yeah. That was weird. That also because of the clown thing. So, uh, Harlan? So can he turn into a giant spider monster thing? I think so. He can also turn into that the werewolf, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. A clown. Uh, anything, really. Whatever you're the most Clowns afraid of. what he is normally. Yeah, that's like, that's like his starting scary point. Oh. And then he can that's, shape that's shift. That's the human face he wears. I, I saw that this week, and... I ran to the parking lot of the locale we were at, got in my car, and didn't look back. Hmm. Well, that see, was frankly does, terrifying. What he does is is he uh, transforms into whatever your mind would find the most scary. I uh, thought it was just because he was a Shriner. That This is like the 32nd level of the Shrine. Oh. This is when you achieve Pennywise status. Okay. You have to go through the clown degrees. And hey, then Bob, you in the uh, ROJ? I'm sure he is. He says no. Oh, that's right. And shot me an evil look. Yeah. You don't talk about the ROJ. Got it. That's the first rule, ROJ. You don't talk about ROJ. But he's like a 99th degree Shriner. 
and that's when you get the Pennywise powers with the telepathy to see what you could shapeshift into that would scare the person you're going to eat the most. Which explains why he was shaped a whole lot like a bill collector whenever you came in today. <laughs> hmm. Uh, nice. I almost said your wife, and then I'm not going to be that mean to her. Because no, I'm trying to make fun of you. Don't do that. Not her. Ain't nobody needs that. Ain't nobody got time for that either. So, Harlan, how was your week? Well, mm-hmm. um, we made the last round of our Grand Lodge Oompa Loompa stuff on this particular circuit last yep. week. So, yeah, we did. A uh, little bit of downtime. Ended where we started. Sadly, I spent the rest of the week at a bar conference. Hang on. Um, Can we not talk about individual parts of your week? Yes, Do we have to talk week? about the whole week at once? Yeah. I mean, it was it's it, it all kind of feeds in together. Okay, go on. So that was uh, that was like watching paint dry. Um, then a funeral, which was less than spectacular. But all oh. in all, it was a. Uh, What's wrong, Jason? Worshipless. He just it knocked over like a forty-five could, ounce. Yeah, not spill Red Bull on I didn't uh, spill all a of thing. this. He, no, he caught it. He lost cool points for knocking it over. But gain cool points for catching it Surely, before it. If spilled. you had seen that catch, you would have given me more cool points than you. It's took a net gain zero cool points. No, it's got to be net plus gain one. zero. You didn't see the catch. Yeah. Um. So since you're, about since, an since you're clipping, can we have an, uh, a commercial break right here? Because I got to talk to Bruce <laughs> for about something unrelated to this show. Sure. And we're back. I, I was bringing us back from the commercial. We don't really do a lot of commercials, so. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. No. It, no. I mean, you can't read the cue cards. It's fine. There are no cue cards. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he can read that piece of paper, we're good. Where he writes down all the edits. Right. So uh, then you went to us, lawyer. Uh, sh- na- shallywag. Wait a minute. I thought we were talking about the funeral. We weren't there. Yet. Well, there was that. Um, yeah, he mentioned it. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. No, that was it. That was your entire week. Yeah, it all kind of balances out to a net zero, like you were explaining to worshipless yeah, producer we, Bruce. We had a big gathering here at the lodge yesterday. You forgot about that. Ah, uh, I've been trying to forget about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, educational conference. Hmm, it was a good time. Go. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Learned, um, uh, learned a lot of stuff. Did you? Mm-hmm. Did you really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I mean, not the stuff that the conference was about, but other stuff. On all of our travels, one thing that has never happened till Monday happened Monday. And I figured it would have to happen at other times. Do you know what that is, Harlan? There are, there's a very high potential for jokes here. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. No, um, I, I, I no, no, no. Wanted to, like, Harlan and I are both brain stuck on coming up with the best possible joke here because there are just so many. I understand that there's jokes here, but Harlan knows what I'm talking about. There was something that happened Monday at a lodge visit that hasn't happened in any of the other lodge visits. Me being a guest as your professional driver oh, had to fill in yes. not one position, but two. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I see where you're going. Yeah, that happened. He got to uh, senior deacon my way in mm. and uh, 
after I was introduced to the uh, handful of brethren present, uh, he then went handful. and hopped in the senior de- or senior warden's chair. Handful is generous. Which the secretary was keeping warm while he was marshalling me in. So, so how many were there? Or um, members of this lodge? Yeah, four. Yeah. Well, Plus that's us. why you had to take the chairs. What? Yeah. What other option is there? None. I'm just saying that that was a singular circumstance. That's I'm, the first time that's happened in our travels, and I kind of thought it would happen other places. Like, yeah. there's one lodge in our district who, like, every time we go there, like, they just berate Harlan and, and yeah. tell him that Grand Lodge and him and everything else can is it, an can, idiot. Can you tell me next time you go so I can go with you all to that one? Better <laughs> than that, I'm putting in for dual membership over there. Yeah. Because Johnny Potts. Johnny Potts is going to be master of that lodge next year. He's an honorary member. He's going down there this year. He's going to switch over to a full Are you member. Being serious right now? Yeah. No mm. sh. Yeah. And uh, he's oh. going down there to you know try to help that lodge out, and I'm going with him because that lodge is only like 25 minutes from my house because I live in the it's, woods, and that yeah. lodge is on the other mountain. Right. It's on the other peak. Right. I just got to drive to the other peak, and you could set up some kind of rope and pulley system. You probably could just yeah. Cut your travel a, a time zip there line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Well, it, it would have to be. A way he could get back. Well, I would just zip line to the zip main line. road down yeah. to that country ass road off my mountain down into the valley where that road is, and Potts could pick me up on his way to that lodge. There you go. Problem solved. All right. Yeah. I'm all for it. Anyway, uh, like I figured that lodge, because that lodge opens the doors at 720, meets at 730, closes by eight. Mm. One of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I figured that lodge at one of those times I was going to have to fill in somewhere. Never had to fill in at that lodge. I had to fill in this lodge that is right next door to another place. Hmm. And I don't think it was their fault. No, I mean, they, they knew they knew we were coming, and they had a big thing planned. They had dinner and everything, and then just everybody called in the day well, of like the meeting. Their warding, like, they, like their wardens yeah. both got sent out of town on business, and they worked for different companies <laughs> and went different places. <laughs> like, one of them, like... Had to go like up into the nor'easter. So, th- so they normally have yeah, oh, a, a, nah. a decent number of people. I mean, not decent, but like eight guys. Enough to fill the chairs. Oh yeah, enough to fill the chairs. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm tying on in cords. Help me. Well, I think. Uh, Never mind. I think after I was introduced and I went to sit down, uh, looking back, I believe it may have been the worshipful master's intent for me to fill the senior deacon's chair. Yes. When I sat back down. No. But I didn't think about that till I already went all the way to the backside of the south and sat down, and then I looked at that empty chair and thought, oh, I think I was supposed to be there. Yeah, it's all right. Secretary closed the Bible. We're good. Oh, that was, that's, that's one of my favorite lines of the whole week. Brother Secretary, would you tend the great lights? And he kind of had secretary, that head like, turned sideways he, look. He like, like gave him a weird look, nice. and then the worship master gave himself a weird look and said... That's probably the first time I've ever said those words together like that. Yeah, and then the secretary went and did his duty. Nice. That was... I like that lodge. And the master yeah. coming in um, said, hey, we don't ever eat at this lodge. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of guys stopped coming. Yeah. So he brought this huge-ass pan of lasagna. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was awesome lasagna. It was homemade. His wife made it. Had cake salad and it was this awesome meal mm-hmm. and i'd stopped and ate on the way there because i never had food yeah mm. he did the uh, prayer before dinner and he ended it with if you feed them they will come mm-hmm. so I, he's really trying I mean, to get everything back in line over there i, I wish him well and yeah it was just kind of like a weird hmm. weird night 
of coincidences where I wound up filling a chair. What the mistake was was we told them we were coming ahead of time. I really don't think so. And everybody's out of town suddenly. I really don't think so. I think it was just weird coincidences. I have I really that did. effect on people. But I was very disappointed. I couldn't I mean, eat more. I had food otherwise, though. Well, I was very yeah. disappointed. I couldn't have more of of the awesome meal and the cake because they never have food. So I had stopped on the way there to eat. Like you would have there eaten was cake. with them anyway. Would I you, ate with them that you, night. You, you what are you talking about? Everybody, everywhere but here. Everybody, well, every he, member of the lodge sat at one table. Yeah, it he, was family style. It was. It was awesome. We just brought the food out to the table. Jason just sat with us and ate. And uh, yeah. So yeah. Why, why didn't he eat with his hair? Because well, I don't like you. Didn't you just hear the part about I like those guys That's out bull. there? You did that before I was here. No, when he said you, he was referring mm-hmm. to our lodge as the collective. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I was wondering why he was looking to the east. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, <laughs> since he put in his paperwork to become a member here, I'm thinking about putting mine to not be a member here anymore. Mm. Don't do that, man. Bob, Bob's all right. Mm. You just, you just got to get to know him. Yeah, just hope I ain't here I'm a terrible liar. Just, he better make sure I'm somewhere else whenever we ballot. Um, I got word from from uh, some anonymous voices in the Grand Lodge. Um, if that ballot doesn't come up favorable, there could be problems. Mm-hmm. What, what's the worst could happen? Bob could become a member of this lodge? Because right now, that's uh, the that, worst that case scenario. That is almost the worst case scenario. Hmm. Anyway. So, he could uh, become master of this lodge. Bruce, if? Uh, sir, I... I... I think something's happening behind us. What, what is on? that? What? What the? Heck? What the actual? F- oh no! <laughs> oh, the UFO crashed in the lodge. <laughs> Whoa! Battery's not included. What's happening over here? Oh, it just hit the ceiling. Is that a ghost? Oh my god! Oh, oh, it keeps crashing. The worst pilot I've ever seen. Oh no! Oh my god! No! Oh! <laughs> they can't make it more than two feet. Oh, it's the chaplain with a toy that he can't play with. I thought we what? were getting raided, y'all. What? They're, they're... Why is there a drone in the lodge? There to be a, is that a flying drone? drone of some kind. Oh, but... it's going to hit the projector. Oh, not on the altar! Not on the altar! How old are you, Tony? I'm, I'm a little scared that there's a drone in our lodge room. This is Bob's doing. Bob, why is there a drone? Bob looks just as shocked as the rest of us. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Really? <laughs> oh, you would suck flying that the thing perfect the perfect Ashler, man. I don't know. That was a new record, I think. For it would have been more intimidating if you weren't standing right there picking it up when you crashed yeah. it. Yeah. Like, if there was just a drone that flew in here, I might have been more scared. Hey, Tony, uh, just so you know, like I understand that's got a camera on it, but I think it's kind of pointless because you could just hold a camera and not fly that and take the same picture. Oh my! I, why? What? I hope that thing is not breakable because he has crashed that fifteen times. Why is there a drone? Because he's five. That's why. Oh, we talked about this yesterday, didn't we? He's five. he wanted a drone yesterday. Uh, he talked about it for forty-five minutes, and now he's bought a he, drone. He's not even hanging out. With he us. left. He <laughs> just <laughs> wanted to fly the drone around and left. Can we use that for lodge purposes? Yeah, to keep off Cowans and eavesdroppers. We I talked about all this maybe yesterday. Maybe give it to the senior deacon so that whenever the master wants something done. He doesn't just have to actually back. get up himself. He can go have the <laughs> drone do whatever whatever yeah. he wants to do. Oh yeah. So you know, senior. I don't understand the point of having a camera. The great lights, and then he just flies the drone over there. But like, why do you have the, a camera on there? Because he couldn't get more than six feet yeah. away from it. It'd be easier just to take with your hand. Mm. So 
Is he coming? He's, he's not. Oh, yeah, he's coming back. I, I can't see. Uh, I don't know. I'm left blinded by the glowing drone. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Chaplin, are, are you going to join the show? or He's, he's circumambulating. Uh, he needs, apparently. He needs a minute. <laughs> Maybe he forgot something. I don't know. He's being a weirdo today, dude. I think he may have what? finally broke. <laughs> what? All right. All right. Well, at least Bob looks as horrified as the rest of us. So, Bob, I think he had a flashback to Vietnam. He is under they had drones the chair. In Vietnam? Okay. Helicopter. Helicopter. It was a helicopter sound. Yeah. He was trying to get it sounded to the, more like an electric he was trying to get to drill, the chopper. But like one of those cheap Walmart brand handhelds. And ones. not to mention Tony almost crashing into his head. Uh, <laughs> I think that was intentional. No, I don't think so. Tony didn't look like he did anything intentional with that, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> he was smiling pretty big when it almost hit Bob in the head. <laughs> well, that was a welcome side effect. Okay. Uh, What's up, brother What's Chaplin? What? Oh, no! Oh, this is what he's is. doing. Hey, Unfortunately, Tony, we don't I'm have really glad you brought that, Tony. Need you next time. Harlan has done nothing but talk crap. Oh, he brought the From golden bowl. He oh, he's going to set it on the table too. The golden spaghetti ladle. That looks. That's a pretty trophy. It is. That is, except for that bowl on top. That looks like somebody just spray painted a plastic bowl. A Chinese food takeout bowl. Yeah. Um, Let me get your mic on here, Tony. Can you? Can you? Do you got anything to Let's say a about words for us? He's just look, gazing in awe at his trophy. That thing is gleaming. Did you polish that? The uh, yes. Uh, the uh, entrance with the drone was to make a grand entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't work. I don't no. think that anyone not that's the, in possession of the golden chili bowl can just walk into a room. You shouldn't. No, you should and have. Since nobody was here to announce, you know, the winner. You should of the get a midget. Here's my suggestion: no, you get a midget no, that no, follows no. your. He needs a band of minstrels. No, I'm to thinking walk a, ahead of him and play a song. I'm thinking a midget with like a like tuxedo a, like a with tails. Chaplin theme song. No, no, no. He I'm his thinking own theme song and play no, him wherever no. he goes. I'm thinking band of, like one midget with with a tux and tails, white gloves. Okay. Would open the door. Now entering. He needs a Tony. Give him the Chaplin. Give him a trumpet. So he can, oh, and a trumpet. Right. Yeah. And then Tony walks in. Greetings, my fellow. What? No. Greetings, my my underlings. What would you? What would yeah, fellow parishioners? No, no. I don't think any of you all have won a chili bowl. Is that like the Stanley Cup? Are you going to be taking that around to your to all the people that came and cheated for you? It's it, <laughs> it's going to go on tour. Man, you're going to take it to like bars and stuff. Can I drink beer no, out of that? He's going to take it to spaghetti joints around town. I'm Good thinking line. it's more along the line of. Did you check? Loompa, loompa, <laughs> did you check the bowl for limes? Uh, mm. Yes, I did. Limes, dead mice, feces. Huh. Um, it's it's uh, this will be. You remember that scene at, in at our next open lodge? It's going to set the side me oh, that's in, a good in, plan, the, yeah. in the chair. Yeah. Do, do you remember that that movie with Will Ferrell and and John C. Riley, where one of them had a drum set? You mean Will Ferrell? Not that, Farrell. What did I say? Farrell is like you're going to hold. You're going to plow a Farrell. Did I say Farrell? Yeah, Farrell. Farrell. Step Farrell. Brothers. Yeah, Step Brothers. Yeah, you remember one of them had a drum set? Yeah. Don't and, touch my drums. And what did he? What part of his body did he use to touch the drum okay, set? Okay, so this are you saying this is my drum set? No, yeah, it's your drum set. And, and Harlan, Harlan has touched it. I'm, I'm saying Harlan. I came in and he had his pants down. And you said you weren't going to tell that it's been defiled. You are literally uh, touching Harlan, my I DNA. Promise yeah, you. it's okay because we talked about this, and I've heard that Harlan balls don't count. So what? What? Harlan balls don't count. I don't get it. It's not real people balls. It's the oh, robot because, balls. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It's just there for aesthetics mostly. Yeah. It makes the humans feel more comfortable. 
<laughs> no, I came by. I just stopped by for a few minutes this morning to show off my awesome drone driving skills. Yeah. No. And, uh, and then what um, happened? Then, Why do you have a then drone? Then you got drunk or creep? And then I got drunk. Um, no, I, it's uh, my awesome. Where Are the, you on drugs? The problem in here was. Hang the, on. Are you on drugs? No. He bought I, I, him I, from I, the flea market guy <laughs> that sold him the drone. <laughs> Did this drone come with a these special are, packet of crystals? These it, are drone it, it, enhanced magic drugs. crystals. He told magic me it was crystals. a battery. He said you had to take, you had to adjust this to drive it, and it would sync you up with the drone. And he's pretty mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah. It, it worked great. You, you know, Tony. I, I, as a general rule, I don't put anything in my mouth that a guy who has less than four teeth gave me. That's just okay. We're getting no. We're playing. We're getting I'll off probably topic raise here. That to like eight teeth. But the reason I stopped by, I wanted to show off my awesome drone driving school skills. I wanted to. Defend the fact that yeah, I cheated mm-hmm. to win the chili yeah, bowl. Yeah, you did. I'm proud of it, but I won. Who's, who's, no, you won. Who has the chili bowl? You can't argue with so the result. Is it necessarily a bad thing to cheat. That's a whole topic for your discussion no. for some other time. The reason Absolutely I'm here not. is uh, I'm I want to give a Reverend. shout out. That is a good topic, and uh, and I want to promote my yeah. upcoming podcast. Oh, right. and it's going to be called the Drive By Droners. <laughs> See, uh, it, it's going to be styled after the Drive By Truckers. And we can play drive by truckers music, but it'll be the, and then I'll add Chaplin, and it could be like the drive by Chaplin droners. And is, mm-hmm. it, is the show or the, or like the drive by Chaplin drones? That you just, sounds. You just go around to random assemblies, kick in the door, fly a drone a little bit, and then get get out of there. <laughs> no, I think. Oh, sorry, sorry, let me try it again. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I'll get it. <laughs> Everybody stay there. Oh, wait, stay where wait. you are. Okay, no, look. Uh, oh, 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 dude, I'm sorry about your hair. Can, can you pick that up? Flip How? it around. How awesome a podcast would it be, though, is you could bring in different people, let them fly their drones, let the people on the, you know, out in the podcast world I mean, listen sound, to the drones? I'll just be honest with you. It sounded, like a, it sounded like a shit podcast until you said the drive-by truckers part with the drive-by truckers music. You, don't, you need to edit that one out. You know, he only said that just to get you on board with this show. The drive-by I'm totally in. Uh, we can use the because if it was here, just called the drive-by it. chaplain, it would just consist of him taking his drone to bars and Baptist churches that are not of his denomination. And uh, flying it around saying, you're going to hell. And then moving on to the next one. That's what you do. See if mm-hmm. you can find some way to mm-hmm. load it with holy water. Actually, yeah. And then just fly it over them mm-hmm. and sprinkle some on them and then fly yeah, away. Yeah. Once, once I get holy good at this, this is, is going to be really great because I've got this little thing. plastic statue of Jesus with his arms outstretched. Right. I'm going to tie it to the bottom of the drone. Mm-hmm. And when I, and it'll fly high. It'll go up like 300 feet. And you can't even see it because it's so small. Can you imagine? And then you, you, you bring the drone down and people see this little statue of Jesus coming through the air. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you imagine? See what that flea market got and that, in there, you though? And that's kind of like scared straight. We would we would convert so many people if they oh, see Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, but what happens is is, is what the flea market got in tell you is, yeah, it'll fly 300 feet, but the range on your remote is only 50 feet. So you might run into some problems there. It might go into space. I don't know whether it would just keep going or if when it lost <laughs> signal, it would fall. I, it's going to do one or the other. I've drawn the little picture, the little Leonardo da Vinci picture and all that, just in case that happens. So as ancient civilizations find mm-hmm. this someday, it's got the chaplain's signature picture of me. You see? And the... It was aliens. Yeah. And you know this because I found a plastic drone with Leonardo da Vinci on it, and there's a bird on my head. <laughs> <laughs> this is what our lodge has become. Mm-hmm. It's it's Sunday afternoon. Do you notice he t- the took the desk is, lamp and turned it around so it would highlight yes, I, the trophy? I did see that. The okay. chaplain shows up, obviously inebriated with something. Oh, no. Dude, flying he, an AC helicopter he is around our lodge room. He did tell me that when he got that trophy, there has to be at least one light shining on it at all times. Yeah. I mean, that that's that's a fair rule. I agreed to that rule back before the competition. That makes sense. He, mm. So, uh... 
You taking pictures, Jason? Mm-hmm. Well, I figured we needed to, you know, cement this moment of momentous occasion with the Golden Bowl trophy and you here to defend yourself. Fortunately, the Eastern Star poster kind of overpowers the shot. Nah. Well, here, let me try to retake it. Let me try to frame it properly. We need a picture of him holding it, like out in front. Oh, like he, was looking, he was looking. Stanley Cup that he way. just won with the drone flying right over top of it. There you go. Mm, I don't know if we can get that picture. It's hard to hover those things. There's a lot of draft in this room. That was the problem. If it wasn't so windy in here, I could have flown it straight. But <laughs> it is a little. There's a lot. Managed to fly it outside at all. There's a lot of hot air flowing from this corner <laughs> of the room. That's this is a very hot room. That's a thing. Uh, actually, I, th- I'm I flew. I'm surprised it we haven't blown the doors off yet. I flew it last night. There's I flew it doors. over 100 feet in the air through the uh, missed electrical wires. It, oh, did great. it looked like this a, uh, sounds like uh, something that should be regulated. Just to be honest with you, this sounds like something that you shouldn't be able to just go to the flea market, buy from Cletus, and then fly around your neighborhood and take pictures. As soon as I learned, learned how, <laughs> as soon as I learned how to hover, that picture thing's hover? gonna be uh, hover, hover, yeah. hover, hover, hover. hover. No, you're gonna correct me on something. I'm, I'm gonna just let hover go. You think that's gonna happen? How you say it? Masonry. Uh, no, you're right. It's hover. Then why did you make a big deal out of it? I don't know. Why did you I interrupt just, me? I was just being an ass. It's See, hover. The, it's the, definitely hover. This is just like lodge. Mm-hmm. You're right, master. Will you please gavel down the brother in the corner? I'm not. I guess I am in a corner again. Mm. Out of order. Out of order. Mm. We're all out of order, like the Coke machine. Tony, would, would you like to answer any of Harlan's, um, what I would call slanderous libel? I don't know if that's a legal term or not, <laughs> yeah. but I would definitely call it slanderous and libel. Mm-hmm. Um, aspersions he cast upon you over how you obtain uh, this this beautiful golden trophy. I think Tony uh, just admitted who, to that. Like who? who 10 well, not ago. not actually, not actually. I was referring uh, to the last podcast, right? I said that you can't hold it against me in a court of law. Harlan um, can, but uh, we do have. It I, on I brought that up simply because, uh, just so of, you know, of, so we can so we can meet the laws of the state. You are being recorded right now. Okay. He threw some some pretty bold. The equipment didn't give it away. He threw some pretty bold face accusations. Accusations, yes. Accusations. No, you were right the first time. Accusations against me at the last podcast. That's actually why I'm here this morning was to defend my honor and the honor of all chaplains everywhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You were trying to strike fear into his heart with 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 the drone drone. was supposed to be. Yeah, he was going to think you had the full backing of the United States government. Right. With you, I actually bought like fifty blow up drones, and I was going to do like the Patton Army thing. We're going to line all them up, put a light underneath them, fly the one, and that way we, we you think there's a whole invasion coming. Mm, oh yeah, well that's a good plan. Huh? Who thought that up? Patton. <clears throat> I think he was probably a pretty smart guy. Actually, it wasn't Patton. I think Eisenhower thought it up, and he uh-huh. wouldn't let Patton do anything. What war was this? The Civil War, or the, outs, or the way that history goes, it was some guy who nobody's name or nobody knows his name. But Patton said, that's a good idea. I'm taking it. Yes. That's usually how these things work. Thank you. Patton got the glory. It's about the way my life is. I do all the different stuff around here in the lodge, and everybody else gets the glory, but I'm okay with that. Hey, Tony, you might want want to check the floor. I think something fell off, dude. It got so loose, it fell off. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you cast uh, diversions. It's uh, He did cast diversions. That is something he definitely did, was cast diversions. diversions. Uh, Oh, my God, dude. You... What is my? Did you sleep last night? Actually, I went to bed about midnight. I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning. Oh, you know I'm normally oh yeah be more than that. I woke up at seven o'clock this morning, and I'm thinking it's too damn early on. Oh, I'm sorry, it's too 
it's too daggone early mm-hmm. on a Sunday morning. And yeah, I didn't the, have church hold, hold till on. 9. We, we have to address that. The chaplain just said damn. Can we talk about that? He, he talks meant, about damnation in yeah, Lodge. Yeah. He meant lot. like damn it to hell. Like he meant like, like he like actually he wants to damn to hell. Right. Yeah. Anytime, anytime you're, you're okay. condemning something, you can damn it. <laughs> I didn't know you had that power, but all right. And I'm condemning the fact that I went back to bed at 7 o'clock this morning. <laughs> what? Her head just exploded. <laughs> what happened? Those were not human sounds that just came out of that microphone <laughs> there. How do you not know that he has these powers? He is the chaplain. And so anyway, I went back to bed... I'm talking. I went back to bed. So are we. Damn you. Come on now. <laughs> I went back to bed about 730. Thought I'd catch a couple extra half hour or whatever. Woke up roughly four hours later. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's good. I thought you were going to tell us you couldn't continue sleeping because you were so excited to get that drone out of the box. You know, you know, you know, he bought that yesterday, and the yeah. drone was on the dresser, and he was in bed with the remote flying it over his wife. So many jokes. No, that would work if I could actually fly it because it keeps crashing. I had to get out of bed, pick it back up. Well, well I was, you, know, you had yeah, four but, extra hours this morning. You could have used spending to practice instead of going back to bed. No, Maybe because you should have done that. Then you could have made an actual grand entrance in here. And, the flying time on the drones for the battery and the size of this drone, and I'm calling it a drone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's only like record. seven to eight minutes. <laughs> oh, you could do a lot so of surveillance in seven to eight uh, minutes. Yeah. But, so I bought an extra battery, but then I ran them both down. The problem is. It takes like an hour to recharge these batteries, and so oh, now I've so got to go like buy a remote control car. You bought yourself a remote control car. You play with it for four minutes, and then you charge it for an hour. Exactly. It's, but but the batteries are very easy to change. And so what my plan is is I'm going back to the flea market today, and I've did the math, and I need to buy four more batteries. Oh my dude, no, stop! Just stop, dude. Why? You got a problem. <laughs> You're talking about somebody that has an addiction problem. <laughs> that should tell you Let's talk how messed up you are. Let's talk about your fear, resentment, and guilt issues. Because it's not about the drone. It's about it's about his personal tendencies. Go on. I don't know. I got it out of a out of a double A. I have no fear of resentment and guilt. I'm the chaplain. I'm the one that gives those. Guilt. Oh. Yeah, he does give the fear, resentment, and guilt. That is what he dishes out. Yeah, that's well. It's, it's kind of like when I took my you, when you have to actually your office get is very fitting, sir. Yeah, when you get installed, they tell you that now you're going to be the one that installs guilt in every member of your lodge. Well, they tell you that they whisper that to you yeah. as they seat you in the chair. They lean. Here's the chaplain. It's secret. the secrets of the chair. Yeah, uh-huh. that's, I was a chaplain one time. <laughs> Tell us about it. <laughs> it was you'd be familiar. With it. It's much like a Roger Family Guy thing. Like I shaved my beard off and and acted like a man of God so that I could pull off a scam. <laughs> oh my God, Harlan's dying. Are you all right? I was drinking coffee. You. <laughs> Did you get away with the scam? Because that would kind of prove our uh, thesis. Let's just put it this way. I ain't allowed to go to that town no more. <laughs> You're going to have to be more specific than that. Uh, I am not going to tell you because you'll drop me off in that town. But there's posters of me up. And if they catch me, it won't be good for me. This is still a town that hangs. The uh, Chili's cook-off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's a fun thing. We do it. And, it? and it's fun. Mm-hmm. 
and you invite your friends and family. Mm-hmm. And so, and so for the last few years, I've noticed that different people would bring in hordes of friends and family. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, at the breakfast to secure the win. So at the breakfast to promote the chili cook-off, I told everyone that was at the breakfast, you should come back this afternoon and get a free bowl of chili. Yeah. And you can sample all these different kinds of chilies and you'll get to choose which one you think is best. Mm-hmm. How is that cheating? Well, because you said if you vote for my chili, I'll make you this waffle at the pancake breakfast. It was which not is something a, else that it needs was to be not addressed. a quid pro quo. No. It was like, would you like this waffle? Also, I'm looking for votes at the chili cook-off. It was, it was a suggestion to vote for him at the chili cook-off. But now here's the problem, is when you set up the chili cook-off, you just put the chili out on the table with no names on it. So because Tony is the waffle guy that morning, and he had all these people from the breakfast there, he then said, oh shit, no one's going to know what chili's mine. So, so then he gets out the waffle maker. My waffle maker. Your waffle maker. Your wife's waffle maker that she came over here with a rolling pin and was beating people until she found. That's true. Yeah. I've still got a lump on my shoulder. She, dude, she came in here like Liam Neeson and taken. That's like her daughter, and we had taken her daughter. (laughs) She has a certain set of skills. (laughs) She broke my finger. I was like, I think it's over there. And as I pointed, she took my finger and just like snapped it. That would not technically be considered cheating. What I did is I made waffles that morning. And everybody's uh-huh. like, oh, look, you're making waffles. Everybody uh-huh. thought it was a great thing. Yep. And then I just happened to make peanut butter sandwiches. And walk around handing them out. Because I thought that would be neat. Then put the waffle sandwiches next to your chili. And you stood right behind it. Make sure you get one of my waffles. Hey, uh, Reverend. Make sure you get one of my waffles. You, you already I, have the trophy. There, You can stop the charade now. And also, as chili goes, look, I'm not hard. I'm not a chili purist. We don't live in Texas. Mm-hmm. I don't have time to care about that. But when I eat chili, even if it has noodles, even if it has macaroni or spaghetti, I expect there to be a not really a real thick soup like like mixture. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't expect to be able to eat my chili with a fork. Okay. Like you should have to eat it with 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 with, with a spoon. Yours was ninety percent spaghetti. Just so you know, the noodle to chili ratio was way out of balance. Yes, it was, and that was my fault. I did put too much spaghetti in there, and I was thinking about at home, I literally pulling some of the biscotti out. What was All that? Of it? <laughs> spaghetti. <laughs> he, he said that just like my four year old says it. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure you say it that way too, though. Spaghetti. I can say that word. Okay. I can't say that other word that you know. That it sounds like exactly the, ocean. the same but, but, as that yes, word. But yes, what was really neat is I brought like this five quarts of spaghetti, a huge amount of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Harlan brings this uh, queso sauce or makes this queso sauce, and it's like a half quart crock pot. It's this little bitty thing. And so what everybody thought was that that was a topping for my chili. And so they would put chili, and then they would take a little scoop of his. And pour the did cheese really? on top of Yeah, did you notice that? Is that is awesome. That's what they were doing. That is so said, oh, awesome. That's really good chili. So everybody so that Harlan's, said that Harlan's chili was the best, they so, thought that both of those were Harlan's. Yeah. And so, so no, they thought it was mine and that Harlan had made the dip for the chaplain, you know, a, a topping. And so everybody's going, oh, that's really good. Like so that. they thought that was Harlan one entry. swell yeah. guy making that for you. Yeah. They're going to be mad whenever they put together that recipe they got from him. And there's no chili portion of the queso. <laughs> but that but that was the... They're going to be like, what the, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Eat chips? And then they took these little blue cheese crumbles home. So when they had a salad later that afternoon, <laughs> they would have some crumbles. Yeah. <laughs> that was confusing to everybody. <laughs> it, it confu- 
Did you did you notice that people looked at it? They scratched their head. And it was just confusing. What? When did we go to a Mexican restaurant? What is, what is this? What is Mexican this restaurants have blue cheese. No, I was talking about the queso. Oh, okay. That's actually a good idea, and I'm planning on doing that in the future. That'll be my I saw, entry next year. Well, let me, will be let me let you, with the queso. We'll be having Harlan make something for your chili. But let me let me let you in on this. I uh, have to make more than half a quart. But I, I saw Harlan's <laughs> recipe for the chili cookoff. Mm-hmm. You know, Harlan, he's the thing about Harlan. Like he's not he's not talking right now. We've made him so mad he's not talked in like five minutes. But the thing about Harlan is he's uppity. Yeah. He, he's he's an uppity kind of guy. True. I've seen his recipe. He's already doing the recipe for next year. He's got all kinds of testing to do. But the main component will be goat cheese. I don't know where he's going to get the goat cheese in this town. But he's making a goat cheese based Probably jelly. Really? You don't know where he's really? going to get the goat cheese? Come on. We've got I may goat. or may not have <laughs> a flock of goats. Some goats at my place to keep the yard under control. Is that a term? Flock of goats? I don't think that's the right word we, for a group. No. We call them a gang. A gang of yeah, goats? Yeah, a group of, of goats is called a gang of goats. I don't think he's going to go all the way to your, to your house, though. Why that makes he, so why much sense now. Why would he not use now. the lodge goat? Well, he knows so that I make now. sod money by selling goat's milk. He knows oh. this. But that makes so much sense because when now we know when Jason's talking about, well, me and my gang, are, we're heading out to the bar tonight. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> now we know. A gang of goats. <laughs> it's me and my eight or nine goats. I thought y'all knew this. I, I have an interjection here. Go on, sir. <clears throat> that sounded great. All of you. It's hmm, harsh. The question I had. Sure write that all down. Of us deserve that, but all right. I don't. I don't think I did anything. Question I had on this. I'm, that's it. No goat cheese for you, buddy. Can't even laugh. You ain't getting my goat milk anymore. I don't think I can go here. I think he's no, getting ready on. to cut no, us go out. On. Go on. I, I got Do the board. Don't say, worry about it. But say on a Masonic <laughs> trial, yeah, I was bought, brought before <laughs> the lodge, mm-hmm. and they said that the Masonic offense was that I cheated on my chili to win the golden bow. That could be a Masonic offense. Technically, so more, it's a more, crime of moral turpitude. Yeah. 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 So, but what if I'm thinking? You know, I don't really feel like I cheated. I did some things to let people know and to get, get mm-hmm. you know, and to gather more votes. So basically, you cheated. Go but, on. But I didn't actually cheat. I didn't. I don't feel like I cheated, but some other people do. But I feel like there may be enough information to say that I cheated. And so, rather than go through the, the trial, I, I just, I just opt for diversion. I see what mm. you're doing here. That now, is a topic yeah, of the whiteboard. Still, now, what I st- yeah. oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I am the best. But that's, segue but that's fine. That was a world. good segue. It was. I had to break it because I needed to bring up a more important point. I love it. Go on, my good reverend brother. You are aware in our what? jurisdiction that the chaplain is immune from all Masonic charges. I did not know that. <laughs> and can only be removed by George W. Washington. I did. Grand not. Master of these United States. I did not. Oh wait a minute. Actually, I did not know that. Are you? Are you making this up? How much of this is true? This is relevant to my interest. Know you know, we George had an entire conference yesterday where <laughs> we reviewed the Constitution next year. <laughs> and went over this point by point, which is where Tony was going with the diversion thing. But no, I, no, we're talking about something else right now. Yeah. If I'm sitting as chaplain of a lodge, mm-hmm. is it true that I cannot be removed from the fraternity for unmasonic conduct? Yeah. Who is going to be the person in that lodge? To prefer charges no, no, no. against the chaplain. I'm, ask, I'm asking if it's legally, according to the Constitution, 
a thing that you cannot be removed from that chair. This is very important, Harlan, and I yes. need you to answer. <laughs> it absolutely is. <clears throat> With the caveat that in all things regarding our rules and procedures, you should be well-versed in them yourself. But since you're not, yes, um, the chaplain is immune from all I'll the just be honest charges. With you. I've read the Constitution, and every time the word chaplain comes up, I skip to the next section. I have some reading to do tonight to make sure you're not messing with me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Tony? It doesn't even matter, though. It's on. In this lodge, no. you would never get that chair over him. No, I got your back. Because he's going to bring his 80 friends. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> I'm not going to vote for I'm him. I'm going to make a waffle. petitions are all <laughs> he's rolling gonna in. He's going to be standing at the door. Peanut yeah. butter sandwiches. He's going to be standing at the door with waffles on election night. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. That's my, uh, yeah. Well, you call it the little yeah the yeah, the, the, the wafer. wafer. I wasn't going to yeah. use the terminology because I'm the cha- I didn't want to because you don't know it as the chaplain. I did not. That's want, sad. I did not. <laughs> and he's not Catholic. That's bla- he didn't that would be blasphemous. I'm not going there. So. Blasphemous. It's not blasphemous because you're not Catholic. No, it's blasphemous. Not oh. blasphemous. Blasphemous. He said something else. Listen to what he says. But he did bring up another good point uh, that we were all talking about yesterday for quite some time, and that is. In most Masonic jurisdictions, if you are convicted of a felony, um, you are that, that's the end of the interrogatory. That gets passed on to your Grand Lodge, and you are removed from the fraternity. To varying extents, there are exceptions here and there, and, and so on. But that's the general rule. The other general rule is that if you plead guilty in, to such a charge, that uh, well, you, you've been convicted. That's what a guilty plea means. And so you are likewise out. What was the topic of conversation in our jurisdiction is some states have this setup that we call pretrial diversion, which is if you're somebody that's not in trouble with the law frequently um, and you find yourself being charged with a felonious act, mm-hmm. well, the district attorney usually is concerned about their statistics and numbers and so on, and, and they just want to move people down the assembly line. So we have a setup where we offer you pretrial diversion. Hmm. Hang on. Hmm. Hmm. That interesting. You know, you know, hmm. He, he could have just let you. Like, Harlan was really on a roll with what he was saying. Hmm. Jason is looking at producer uh, Bruce. Bruce, Tony. Uh, I've been here two years. Come on. <laughs> uh, I was getting ready to say Marshall. I, that's, uh, and I caught myself. Producer Bruce, because producer Bruce is lighting up a cigarette, and, and Jason has a quizzical look on his face. Yeah, because last week I went to get one of his. And he hummed me about five times, so I put it back, mm-hmm. walked Lee to the once. dining room, and got and got me one. Lee once. So Bruce gave Jason a hummer, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <A> hummer. <laughs> and then today right, Jason he just returned my the favor, so it's all good. <laughs> Sorry, uh, uh, so brother lawyer, continue. If you've not been in trouble with the law before, we we have the setup where instead of fighting these charges, you can just plead no contest to them, and you're not admitting guilt. And if you keep your nose clean for a designated period of time, the charges will be dismissed. <clears throat> so, according to the civil law, at the end of that term, there, there is no conviction for anything. The charge is dismissed. But in our jurisdiction, if you agree to undergo pretrial diversion, it's considered an admission of guilt by the Grand Lodge, and you're out. Hmm. The problem with this is, and there were several attorneys who were part of the discussion yesterday, who were all chiming in the same thing, that if I had a client... <laughs> that sounds fascinating. If I had a client that came to me and uh, was being offered pretrial diversion, 
whether or not this person did anything, I'm going to counsel them to take it. You don't got to pay the attorney for all this defense work. You keep your nose clean. The charges get dismissed. Yeah. That's good counsel. Hmm. Just just take it. It's not a plea deal. It's, right. it's hey, keep your nose clean. This will go away. The chances being if the guy wasn't guilty, it's still cheaper on him. Yes. And he doesn't have to worry about possibly losing a trial. And usually this is offered to people. Well, it depends on where you live. Around here, this is a lot of times offered to people that the district attorney knows they're going to have a hard time convicting if they fight it. So. So, do you think this is... Hey, Tony, could you quit scratching the side of your face? That's Because your beard stubble is so thick, it's picking up on the microphone. That's what the chaplain was setting up. How big is your beard up. stubble? Big as everything else. Mis- it's Mr. like a freaking oak tree. Okay, Harlan, Mr. how big is everything else? Well, I mean, he's kind of a big guy. He's got big okay. hands, big uh-huh. feet. Yeah, Just a big on. person. Pretty big nose. And there's the... Uh, where, where are you going with this? There's the big thing that fell off earlier that's still flopping around on the floor. Oh, you made it gross How with the flopping. flopping. The flopping word is what made it sound gross. It's like a fish out of water. Well, that's that's kind of... So, it's a very useful metaphor. In your Ugh. situation, if I if I went on and took the pre-trial diversion and, and released my chili bow trophy back and said, you know... I'll, that I didn't do anything else for the next three months, I would still be guilty of the Masonic offense. In the lodge you would, but you wouldn't go to jail for chili bow fraud. Which, in our small town, is now a high crime or misdemeanor. Uh, yeah. We haven't figured out which yet. Yeah. So, I know you missed the last city council meeting, but uh, that was brought up, and, and that's mm-hmm. a thing. Yeah, but yeah. Tony's so much above it, he doesn't even care. Like, he just admitted to it again, like, 20 minutes ago, and he's still here. He wrote a book right. that's going to be published here <laughs> shortly called If I Cheated in the Chili Cookoff. He's not Here's how I did it. Because a month before the next one, you're going to tell him what the winning chili is, and he's just going to make that. Mm-hmm. You have no one to blame but yourself, just so you know. He basically took your recipe and then made chili. And, I mean, he did some other stuff. He had some flair. I went down to the local low-dollar... General store type deal. Bought the cheapest two pounds of hamburger I could find. I'm not even sure it was hamburger. I'm pretty sure it was horse hamburger. It looked it looked like lard with some beef. It was gray. Dropped it. It was gray. Yeah. <laughs> it clogged my dishwasher up. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old Taco Bell. Sawdust. There was some sawdust in there for some reason. You're like, what is this sawdust? And you go, you buy the generic, these the, the generic. He didn't beans. even put chili peppers in it. He emptied some stuff out of a Kool Aid packet. It was, yeah. It's like it, a I think powder. It was just red oatmeal flakes. <laughs> <laughs> when you buy the real cheap boxes of macaroni and cheese, mm-hmm. the cheap ones now. That's the yeah, ones okay. I like. You have that little flavor packet. Mm-hmm. Did you put that in there? That's the recipe for my chili. You use two of those packets, <laughs> and then you go get some ramen noodles, ramen noodles, and they've got little They're flavor packets. Noodles. Get the get the chicken flavored and uh, chicken flavor, yeah. And you put those flavor packets in there. Not the beef. Not the, the chicken beef. flavored. <laughs> if, you, if you got beef, ramen noodle packets, you're just fooling yourself. That's what gives him. That's what gives his the special. That's why he's the winner. The special uh, flavor. So, fellas, we are uh, into the winding down phase of the show. Maybe we should no, get some not. things off of the. Uh, are we really the what's a Super Bowl whiteboard? Yeah, oh, that's, that's that. I can't see that's a the Super light. Bowl. What do you mean? What's a Super Bowl? That's, that's that it right there. The football. Oh, right. The no, light shining on, on Tony's. Today. I don't think you're supposed to touch the football. 
Um, the light shining on Tony's trophy is obscuring the whiteboard. <laughs> Harmon is... Har- Har- I can't even say his name right. It just confused me so much. Harlan just demonstrated his vast knowledge of sports. Sorry, go ahead. How would you move the ball without Shh, touching it? Don't with touch the football. feet and knees and everything but your hands. So you're still touching the ball. But not with your hands. You're talking about that socialist commie ball. Day. Oh, the one that was invented football. to keep the men busy... Yeah, yeah, the wolf, yeah. That or no, keep the women busy while the men. Yeah, cook the stuff my mom said was the devil. It is the devil. Football, got it. Foosball, foosball. Yeah, I don't really care about football. Do you guys? I love football. I got a whole football part. Never mind. <laughs> no, never mind. Oh, yeah. I've got a whole. We got a whole football party going on at my house tonight. And you're not. Oh, and our but, thing, our thing from the time my children were little. And this mm-hmm. is something both of you all have young kids. Mm-hmm. You need to get involved in this. And the Super Bowl party was a party where I would bring the weirdest, craziest type of food that we could, whatever I could find. And if you, you picked a team, and if your team did something good the other person had to eat whatever weird food you bought it introduced the kids to eating different things and it, it, it's too long to explain here but it was a really neat thing so you're having a super Bowl but it didn't really that. help you still ended <laughs> up to sitting on brother chaplin jr and force feeding him vegetables no he he no my team would do something good and so he would have to eat the hummus or he would have Ugh. to eat the he would have to Ugh. eat we, we had escargot. i would hate football if i was him hummus we Ugh. had escargot and things like lobster escargot. Which good, but to a five-year-old kid that's not necessarily a good thing but they it introduced them to a whole world of different things mm-hmm. anyway that's way idea. that's way off topic but so the super bowl party tonight you two remind me of a um of a broadcast booth. All three of you do, actually. Because of the microphones and the headphones? There's one guy that's usually the analyst, mm-hmm. okay? And he's the one that tells you what's really going on. And mm-hmm. he says, okay, kickoff. Oh, he's returning the ball for 45 yards. And then you have the color Who's commentator. That Who's that? That's Harlan. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then you have the color commentator Duh. that actually yeah. adds life to the show. That actually, because it would be boring if he said he ran the ball 45 so yards. Bruce? He, they hiked it. No. They ran the ball ten yards. Nope. They hiked it. He, the color com- commentator comes in, and he's the one that adds the flavor. Right. Okay, like John Madden. But, yeah, but the but there's no substance. There's there. no substance it's just, there. It's flash. Mm-hmm. But you got, you got substance on one side, flash on the other side. Right, but you're really listening for the color commentator. Right. But the other guy's keeping exactly. you telling you what's going on in the game. Right. And then you've got one guy that keeps them from veering too far exactly. off. Exactly. There's always the three man booth. You have to connect them. And that's I really and usually that guy is like a former football star. Like yeah. he's normally like like Troy Aikman or, right. or, no, or Brett guy's, Favre. No, that guy's usually he's sir, usually fat and past his Do I need prime. to bring my trophy back? Yeah. So, but you all remind me of that. But no, football is the game they play with the oblong. oblong Can you say words today? It looks like Stewie's head. Oh. <laughs> okay, so not the round kind. This is right. the egg kind. Yeah. So this is an egg ball. And they kick it back and forth. They okay. throw it. And you it are allowed hand, to touch it. Not the foot. So it's okay. hand egg. But don't they kick it sometimes? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, there's not a lot of feet Y'all know I played in football in like football. all four years of high school. Of course right? you did. Just making sure. I mean, you have jock written all over you. Oh, dude, you shut in. So. <laughs> He's kind of Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. I was very Rudy-like. <laughs> that's, that's a very accurate description. I hate you. Um, <laughs> so the Super Bowl party, am, am I am I invited? No. Is it me plus well, one? Or? I tell you what, next year maybe when 
somebody has a child birthday party yeah. that other people have watched this child grow up yeah. from a distance, but are very, yeah, but are very attached to the kid. <laughs> Maybe if some people would get invited to that birthday party, other people wouldn't get invited to the birth, to the Super Bowl party. I mean, it wasn't like a like a big party. It was. Like, I've seen the pictures. How many party? Were there were concussions. Pictures. It was a big party. Okay. Okay, and, and the whole point of the four year old. Three year old, twelve, the one month birthday party, the one month birthday party isn't for the kid. Uh, you know, the one year birthday party. The one year birthday party is a celebration for the parents. Hey, we kept this thing alive for a right, year. Right. Look at us. This when, thing is still we living. This. You have no idea how the human element works. When they're four years old, you invite your friends to the birthday party, it's a gift get, grab. And think how many more gifts he would have got. Dude, I can't walk in my house now. I would have got him a drone. But, but what I'm saying is this kid has two. <laughs> I don't. We don't. We don't need that little shit with a drone. Just so you know. <laughs> but yeah, and I, he ain't getting crap unless I'm not invited. That, I'm fine with that. But there's too many toys in my house. You understand? Yeah, like, but, but most of them are yours. Everything. <laughs> he has everything. Like I can't. Like I don't. I don't know what he doesn't have. Like there's a room in my house I've lost to toys. <laughs> Topic for future whiteboard is Mason's personal lives. Should they cross over into their Masonic life? In other words, should Masons be friends outside of the tiled lodge? If we're talking about you, absolutely no. not. Anyway, no, it was like a small birthday party, dude. It was like my sister and her husband, which would be my brother-in-law, his uncle Nick, and my sister, my mom, and my grandma. So all your family and, and friends my wife. were there. That was it. That's all the people was there. <laughs> I was hurt. I was hurt. No, you shouldn't have been hurt. There was nobody else there, dude. Like, Harlan wasn't even there. I don't do anything without Harlan. I call Harlan and ask Harlan if I can go to the bathroom. Boss, can I go to the bathroom? You may. Anyway, well, that is a good topic Usually you only ask me that when I'm around, so I'll come with you, but... Mm, sure. <clears throat> yeah, and then he had a concussion at the end of the party. I asked him how his birthday was last night, and he was like, horrible. I was like, why? He was like, because I split my head open. But up to that point, it was good. That's what I call a good party. It's not really a good party if somebody doesn't split their head open. I mean, it's true. I mean, like, you know I've got that fireplace. It's it's unfortunate when it's the birthday person. Where is Marshall? Didn't he have an awesome party recently with that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, you've been to my house. You know I've got that fireplace that is literally like 10 feet long. Like, it's a brick fireplace. It's got like a mantle building into it and everything. It's like 10 feet long. Mm -hmm. And I've got this padding all along the bottom of the fireplace, like where the ledge is, like where you can sit on it. Yeah. So that when he falls, he's not going to split his head open on the fireplace. Yesterday, during the course of playing, he knocked off one of those pads. Mm. Nobody noticed it. And then him and Nick were wrestling. He fell backwards. And the one place where the pad was off is the one place where he hit his head. Oh, shit. Like, immediately, he's got, like, a, like a cartoon-sized, like, pump knot on the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks like somebody hit him with a frying pan in a cartoon. <laughs> It's like two to three centimeters above his head. Almost, yeah. It's like two to three centimeters, like tall, like pulsing. And oh yeah, it was like blood red. But he didn't split the skin open, and they said he probably doesn't have a concussion. So I had to then keep him up, and he was tired because you know birthday overload. When the sugar wore off, he's like, "I want to go to sleep." I'm like, "No, shaking him. No, you stay awake." You got to take all the soft toys he has and just line that whole fireplace with those. That would be a good plan, but I, I don't know, dude. Okay, this NPR minute has been brought to you by minute. It's been an hour now. We haven't talked about masonry stuff yet. We talked about pre-trial diversion <clears throat> and chili cookoffs. Yeah, waffles, the pancake breakfast, mm-hmm. drones. So uh, there was a post. My point. There was a post this week called "Appendant Vultures." 
where a guy goes on a rant because he sees a guy raise, and within 25 minutes, like, every representative of everybody ever existing is like, hey, man, hey, man, won't you join this? Won't you join this? Here's a brochure. Join this. You don't know the real story of Freemasonry. This was really cool, but the rest of the story's over here. The rest of the story's over there. Come on, join, man. You want a beer? Come on down to the shrine with me. Da, 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 da. Come on, man. Come on. I remember on. that. Meanwhile, the guy's still trying to figure out what I was raised happened in the last 20 minutes. He's like, I have a concussion, even... right. much like my four-year-old. Right. What are you <laughs> saying to me right now? Uh, I was handed my dues card, my monitor, and a pre-filled petition for the Scottish <laughs> Rite. So, like, I don't have a problem with these guys, like, trying to recruit. I think you shouldn't do it on the MM night. Unless it's, like, in the dining room, you're just talking to him and he's asking questions. I think you should give him a week. Give him a week to the next lodge meeting and then be like, all right, now I want you to join this, this, and this. I've already uh, filled out the applications. All you have to do is sign, 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 sign. Give me a check for $485. Yes. We have a uh, one-day combo class with the York Rite, Scottish Rite Shrine, the White Shrine of Jerusalem, the Tall Cedars of Lebanon, the DMA, the Eastern Star, the Grotto. Uh, what else am I forgetting? I know there's one. So everything it's but something the Nixon that Rainbow has a Girls. sword with a, with, a, with a... The Swedish Rite. Oh, yeah, that. That's and, just Nick. Uh, He's the only member of that. I think he made that up. <laughs> um, what, what else? What else? I don't know. There was a, you get a lot for your money that day, though. It's like five hundred bucks and like a two day thing, and, and you're, then you're in everything. You're in all these organizations, yeah. Yeah, you don't leave. You stay there overnight. Mm-hmm. They give you a a shot of vitamins, mm-hmm. and then they prop your eyes open like oh, clockwork like orange, orange, orange yeah. yeah. And you watch the movie, and you and you yeah. watch what happened. No, they do it live. Oh, yeah. But you've, you've got your eyes propped open. You can't turn your head. You just stare at it for like 48 hours. Then you're all those things. Then they give you a big sword and a ring when you walk out. It's like pretty it. awesome. Well, the ring is encased in plastic. It's not, it's actually not a real a ring. ring. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You think you're going to get a real ring for $435? Gold's expensive. Anyway, we've talked about this topic before. We have, but that was pre-apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, don't be a vulture. Hey, Harlan, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but... Never mind. Yeah, let's let's just set that up and leave everybody on the air hanging. I think it's a good thing. What better time when you've got a newly raised brother to introduce them to all the different activities that are open to them in the world of masonry? You need to make them aware, and you may, and the and the brother after he's been raised may never come back to lodge, and so you have to hit him right then. And <laughs> That's there. your one chance. Yeah, when well, he doesn't come back to lodge, so, it's because he's at all those appendant bodies and, instead of his. No, lodge. he's got a valid point. And we may makes, never see this guy again. It's makes, time to get some more. And it makes this brother really feel like he's wanted. It makes him feel like, man, I'm special. Look at all these people that 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 want a piece of me. So that's a great time. That's a great time to to introduce this brother to the appendant bodies. All right, chaplain's all for it. Did that hurt? Being that sarcastic, did it, did it hurt? Because I've never been that sarcastic before. I, I think being that insincere while sounding sincere may like blow a fuse in my mind or something. Did that hurt? Did did you make your brain itch? Or... That's what he does. I remember the night I was raised, like it was yesterday. And all these different people from all these different appendant bodies immediately came up to me as soon as, you know, matter of fact, the lodge wasn't even over. I mean, you know, when people stand up and talk and they all handed me these parchments and it had the different things. And I just thought it was great. I still have some of those parchments. Parchments? 
Well, we didn't have paper. Was it, like it was scrolls. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah, I gotcha. Verily, join the shrine. Drink mead. Well, we didn't have the Become shrine. Become a clown. Established at a that jester. Point. A jester. Shit, jester would have been so much funnier. Damn. I messed up that joke. I hate myself. But my vote is I think that you're not alone. I think we ought to invite every appendant body every time we have a Master Mason. Have like a gauntlet as he's leaving. Right. With like (laughs) that's the representative of everyone. Can you make it to your car without (laughs) signing one of these papers? Hmm. That's 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 clever. I think we should do that. Good deal, Tony. Um, I don't know if you've been to a degree lately, but we already do. Eventually, get to the point to where um, each of the basemen. Is a representative for a body, mm-hmm. and while they're doing their thing, they'll like slip hey man, we're in, gonna slip in a, a piece of paper no, no, somewhere. No, 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 no. They pause. Time out. We're gonna finish this up here in a minute, but first, let Before me tell you, you about the joys of the grotto. <laughs> yes. Again, are you familiar with the Order of the Amarath? If not, let me sit down here with you for a minute and explain it to you. Awesome. All right, Harlan. I love how you're participating in the show today. You're doing. I'm, a having, of, a, I'm having a good time. Yeah, I, I think you are. Mm-hmm. You, you uh, know what I'm going to do. Maybe having too. Good Hang on, you know time. what I'm going to do. I am going to find a way. I'm going to look at the bottom of that chair and find a way where that chair will no longer lean back, <laughs> so that he can't do that shit. Where he's. I'm just going to sit back and listen for the next ten minutes. Okay, but I'm you, back here smoking my electronic cigarette, <laughs> looking at you guys entertain me. But you know damn well it's all about the principle of the thing with him. If you did that, he would find a way to lean back. He, I would, would, he hope, would get one of these would, chairs that just yeah. doesn't even lean back and then just lean back. I in. would hope he would lean it back anyway and then fall and bust his head open on the back wall back there. Remember Where's the it? analogy of the play-by-play guy and the color commentator. Well, the play-by-play guy only brings anything up when something happens. Mm-hmm. So... I got some e-juice caught in my throat. Hang on. E-juice. All right, take it over. Take it over. <coughs> just swallow, get that Jason. Just swallow. <laughs> Don't fight it. Oh, Don't yeah, fight dude. it. Just let it go down. You're going to be getting some down anyway. Just swallow. These things are worse than cigarettes. Mm. Jesus, I'm going back to smoking regular. <laughs> I mean, cigarettes. You gotta edit that out. Uh, I can't, we can't leave that no, in there. No, no, you can leave that in there. You can absolutely. What are you talking about? Smoking pole. We ain't leaving in. Why not? It's funny, but no, I'm gonna those cut words that out, are even remotely And then I'm gonna made. leave in where you just explained what we just cut out. <laughs> yes. Oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think Harlan's poisoned my e juice. <laughs> Harlan's in a manner of speaking is tainted, so it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Huh. It's got chicken flavored Rammy noodle. <laughs> Rammy? Are they Rammy noodles now? That's fantastic. Rammy noodles you are the knockoff the wrong brand. Way he said it before. They're the knockoff brand. Harlan, in another singular circumstance that happened this week, you sent a topic in for the show. Yes. Never happened before. Never happened again. It's ve- no. It's very rare. I wasn't really singing it, sending it in for the show. Um, I was just sharing it with you brothers. Mm. Um, my mom once told me if I don't have anything nice to say that I shouldn't say anything. So, um, right? Yeah, no, I got it. I read it. It was, uh, you know, it was that guy's views. Yeah, which whatever. I can't. Which he's entitled to, right? Except the whole premise was that you shouldn't be offensive, and his post was patently offensive. Right, but, right, right. Um, Wait, which one are you talking about? We're talking about the Charlie Hebdo the one that he stuff, sent right? In. No, I sent that in. 
I'm talking about the one he actually sent in, which is basically becoming one man's religion. Oh, okay. one's religion, not one man. Yeah. Oh, but, oh yeah, um, we'll talk about that. I just assume Harlan sent all the topics. Is that not the case? No, it's not the case. Harlan sent in four topics since we started this show over a year ago. One of them, he don't even remember. He's taking. <laughs> I sent that. I sent that one in, and then Harlan's like, "Oh yeah, I sent that in." I, I'm pretty sure he did. Hey, buddy, you're. I think uh, Harlan I, thinks. I, I, I appreciate you sending that, Harlan. It, it was you. an informative article. Then he don't remember the one he did send. Took this time to. All right. Well, anyway, we're talking about it, so let's just talk Chaplin. about it. Can we talk about it? Yeah, let's. Or, or is there anything else to say? Let's talk about it. I, I can't. I can't talk anymore. I'm done. So I can't, <clears> that's it. I, he, he finally did it. He's broke me. I'm yeah. done. I, I, I had help. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So and then, like, I ask him to talk about the one he sent in, and he just, he just kind of gives me this look, like, "Why you want me to talk about it? I don't understand." Because <laughs> you sent it in. Could Apparently we move found- on? I want to hear what topic uh, Harlan sent in. I'm really confused. This one is a question a guy posted on Reddit, uh, which is linked in the show notes, of course. Uh, It's been a while now, so I don't remember the actual poster. But it was a concern about uh, Freemasonry, in effect, becoming one's religion while denying (coughs) that it is in any way a religion. Using the Webster's definition of a religion uh, where a group of people gather together with a like-minded purpose to discuss these things at a designated time and place with social fraternization and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that happens. So your argument is masonry is a religion of a sort. No, my, my, I don't don't really have an argument as much as I was pointing out how quick the comments were flooded with the regurgitation of Freemasonry is not a religion. Here's the definition of religion. Mm -hmm. And this guy's like, yeah, but there are these other ones, but you're just using that one. And instead of talking about this guy's issue about does it really substitute with all the time you spend and the social functions and getting together with people, a lot of people go to their church for that purpose. Mm -hmm. They're not really religious. It's just it's a community thing that they take part in because they like the people. They enjoy it. They enjoy the social interaction. And it's good people. And yeah. And so he was taking it from that angle, but nobody wanted to discuss that angle because they were just vehemently denying. Well, you know why? The well, I, I, I do. I mean, like you have to. But I wonder why why everyone just gets so caught up in it. Well, why because, can't you just let it go? Because that can become a major thing to hurt the fraternity with. Can it? Because the yeah. people that are going to say it are already saying it. In spite of our denials, that <clears throat> don't really matter. No, no, they're no, they're no, just no, no, no. they're saying that. Yeah, they're saying it. But the, where it could hurt the fraternity is the guys who are religious, mm-hmm. who don't view masonry. Masonry, God, Tony, I, you you said it right. But then I feel like I said it wrong because all day yesterday he was he was saying it wrong, and then now it's stuck in my head wrong. And then when I say it right, I'm like I'm saying it wrong. Here, buddy, have a tissue. <clears throat> anyway, the people I think that that we would have to be worried about are the people who are religious, <clears throat> who who. Don't go to here in church for the social inter- – well, they may come here for the social interaction and church for the social interaction, but they're really religious people. And then if somebody explains it to them like, hey, masonry is religion, and then they can see validity in that argument, then it becomes a problem for those brothers. But we tell – I don't think it's a lie we're telling the outside. No, we're I think not. It's, and we- I don't think it's a lie anyway, but I, I think it's something we have to tell ourselves – 
for a large portion of We can our- tell ourselves all we want. It's when we bring new guys in here, we explain to them the modus operandi, especially on the internet, of how you refute all of these claims of demon worship and goat riding and whatever. And it's just the answer we give these guys is just not to. Let people say what they're going to say. Freemasonry will remain silent on the hill, if you will, as it always has. It doesn't need us to run and, and deny every claim made against us. Except for this one. And this one we shout from the rooftops every time it comes up in any venue. And it kind of makes it look like maybe that's the soft spot that has, that has juice to it. Because that's the only one that gets the Masons jumping to defend themselves. Because the rest of them, they just kind of let you say what you're going to say. And so it gives credit to the people arguing that Masonry is a religion that we respond to that so strongly, whereas we don't everything else. I think that's the scary one to us. To a lot of brothers, I think not us, but to a lot of brothers, that's a scary one. Because that argument can have valid points. You can make a lot of valid points that masonry is a type of religion. Yeah, like football or... Yeah, I know where you're going. More like, so masonry than football. Or because college sports in certain places. Yeah. Let, me, let me explain to you why it's, it's more so masonry. a metaphor. Yeah, okay, but he's being dumb right now. Because I'm let me not. explain to you why more masonry than college football... Or all this other stuff. Well, you can make those arguments, too. College football on the 50-yard line doesn't have an open Bible. Or religious text. But it's people it doesn't gathering talk about, together wherever to celebrate under, this I thing. Understand. You know, sometimes when I talk, I, I don't know, Tony, I, I don't know if I've had a stroke or what, but sometimes when I talk, I feel like the people around me don't understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. I think maybe I can't use words anymore where people can see what I'm saying. Do you not see that there are religious overtones? Okay, but you're saying there's not a VSL. I'm saying the VSL is their TV. No, what I'm saying is there are definite religious overtones to our thing. We talk about the grand architect of the universe. We talk about this. We have an open holy book. Okay. There are these religious overtones that would make it real easy, more so than college football, while you can make that argument, this argument is made easier by the fact we have a Bible or whatever that we talk, that we have prayers and, and we have ceremony. Okay, so so where do you draw the line then? You're saying the argument's easier here, but if you're saying the argument can be made for that... I, I don't draw a line. I'm just saying that argument is easier made here than there. All right, let's bring it back to Reddit. Hypothetical setup on Reddit. Somebody posts a thing about all this stuff they found, the Jack Chick tracks that Jason passed out about Baphomet and, and goat riding demons. Yeah. All the comments are filled with all these guys being sarcastic about, yeah, we did that last Tuesday, but you're talking about Saturdays. That's when we do the baby sacrifice. And, like, they, they, they just respond with all of this sarcastic rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Because it's funny. Like, we're making fun of you for being that dumb. Yeah. Somebody posts, I think Freemasonry could be called a religion. There's no sarcasm. There's no, like, poking at it. There's no remaining silent. It's, it's a totally different, like, on the defensive... Because that oh my God, them. no! Because that it's one touches a, much, a nerve. It's a much more right. important topic so, for some people, right? But y- you're undermining the counter to the argument by making on, that this the only Hang one on. you respond to. Let, let me try to break this down for Harlan. Harlan, you are a pink unicorn. Did that hurt? Do you feel the need to refute the fact you're not a pink unicorn? No. Harlan, you are an emotionalist robot. That one's staying a little bit, buddy. No. Oh, you're a liar. Well, it's because you're an emotionless robot. Never mind. I, it always has before. So, 
if you don't want people to think this, why would you make it so obvious to the outside world that that's such a sore point? Because then it's like you're admitting it's, it's credible. Re- but it's reactionary, dude. These people aren't thinking, hmm, now if I post this, so are there that- what are the religious right in this country going to think whenever they read my post? When Pat Robertson's reading my post on Reddit, hmm, I better reword this a little bit for when Pat Robertson reads it. <laughs> hmm. Good thing Falwell ain't around. He would have taken this all wrong. Falwell? Fairwell? What was that guy's name? Jerry Falwell. Lydon. Yeah, I was yeah, right. You had it right. You're, you're letting Tony get to you. Isn't he the guy that shot Larry Flint? I yes. saw that movie. It, but so it, it, it's that big of a sensitivity for us. There are that many people that are that concerned with that question that it, it makes everyone that sensitive when someone calls our fraternity a religion. I agree. So if something makes you that sensitive, for instance, if if you're somebody the argument that it's true, if you're somebody that's struggling with, uh, I don't know, I'll just pick something uh, around here, uh, your sexual preference, and and you live in a town where you can't tell people that you're a homosexual, they're going to flip out. Mm-hmm. And so that particular person, when you so make, when you're called a homosexual, you flip out. Yeah, like around here, somebody makes like like uh, homosexual reference, and, and everybody's like, ha ha ha. For the record, probably when not I say appropriate. Gay, but, it's spelled G H E Y. It sounds the same, but it's not referring to homosexual. Meaning. It's re- right. referring to but lame. What I'm getting at is if. If around here, if somebody got really bent out of shape about that kind of humor, everybody would immediately stop because they're like, oh, this guy, he's a homosexual. We probably shouldn't be poking fun at him because he got so upset about it. Everybody but Jason. That's not how I operate. I will make fun of him until he admits he's a homosexual, and then I will take him to the gay bar and be like, what about that guy, brother? Yeah. That guy. That guy's hot, right? That would give Jason the opportunity to zero win. I'll be your wingman, bro. Jason's one of a kind in our vast fraternity. Well, oh, you got that right. Not one of a kind in the world, just in the fraternity. He's the one that slipped through the cracks. No, I would. I would try to so, get him to bring his gayness out. I would try to be his yes. wingman. I'd want him to fulfill his state of gayness so he could be happy. But what I'm getting at is when you believe something's true, or you know something's true, but you don't want people to know that you believe it or think it or feel it, and somebody pokes at it, you jump. You jump high, and yeah. that's what we're doing with this religion thing. And so it just serves to so the outside world. Like the, these got. Well, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying I think these people think it is. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. else would you be so jumpy about that? I, I, I think you're right. I think some people do think it's true. That's all. What, what did you just close the topic like that? No, did you I want just to hit said a gavel or that's, something. That's all I. That's all I was pointing out was everybody's so jumpy about this. Why? Because some people think it's true. Yeah. The people that are so jumpy about it that they feel the need to rush to discredit And then there's other people that, that think it's it true and they just don't care. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. And then there's the people that don't and also don't care what the outside world has so to say about that. So what you're saying is it takes a rainbow. <laughs> I see mm-hmm. what you did there. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying to you people funny. on Reddit... Who are so quick to jump at this and make it so obvious? Oh, Harlan's that preaching you've hit a Reddit sen- again. Spot, a sensitive spot. You should think about that. Reddit, you've been getting doing timely notice by the afterlife sensation. <laughs> Govern yourselves accordingly. <laughs> Jesus, stop looking at me sideways, Bob. I said what I said. I find it 
But yeah, we got the chaplain on the damn show, and he ain't said a word about this. Because the chaplain's going to be one of those people that gets so all jumpy. Chaplain I find jumpy. it incredulous. What? Incredulous. Okay. That, that uh, on the religious topic, I got nobody has even looked in this direction. Because you're one of the people I'm talking about. You yeah, want to I explain got, to us, on. Tony, all the Keep ways talking. that Freemasonry is not a religion. I got my chaplain to English dictionary here. Even though nobody <laughs> brought that up, I was just bringing up the reaction. And he feels the need to jump in and defend it. When nobody made that accusation here, you're who I'm talking about. Carry on. You are the problem. He feels the need when nobody. We all stopped and looked at him. Don't say nobody was talking to him or about him. Is this a problem that also occurs across the world, or is this a problem that occurs mainly in these United States of America? Well, I think the reason I'm asking that is because I think it's a bigger deal here. I I, I don't think that we also get more offended by stuff here, though. Right. We're a very competitive society. And so one reason we have to fight against we're not a religion is because we don't want to be in competition with the churches, and we don't want – and a lot of our members are very religious people. And we don't – if the churches get offended by us, just like with the Catholic Church from days years ago uh, when I was young, the um, – you don't want to be in competition with the churches. And that's one reason you have to defend it because if the pastors of the churches are saying, don't go, don't be a Mason, there, there's a lot of membership losses that could occur. Hmm. One thing I, 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 maybe it's just me, but good. if a preacher said, don't be a Mason, that's, that's a surefire way to get me to turn in petition. No, but that's you. Yeah, that's you. Or if you're part of a church and it's your sincerely held religious belief that that church is the direction you should follow and they tell you you shouldn't be a Mason, maybe you shouldn't be a Mason. So you're going to have a lot of people. Can you join that church? One thing that I've been happy with, the reason I joined Masonry was so that somebody would come to my funeral. We've already come to the Seriously, so somebody would come to my funeral. I see. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't work. I seen the Masonic funeral. It interested me. It was for my uncle, and that made me want to join Masonry. Um, So, uh, but... As I studied on it, I looked at Masons as an as a group of open-minded individuals where anybody could come and feel free to talk and say whatever you wanted to say without fear of censure, without fear of, you know, you, you could be yourself. You can't mm. do that at church. Yeah. At church, you pretty much have to believe what that church believes or you shouldn't be going to that church. The Mason organization was a place you could go, and we could give all of our different ideals without worrying about being excommunicated and and all that. Somewhat of a melting pot. One thing I was disappointed in with Mason (laughs) is that uh, when you get here, there are a group of those individuals, and you can can determine to to click up with those individuals. Mm -hmm. But there's also other individuals that are very, very adamant (laughs) that this is a religion or it's not a religion. And it, that's actually a good thing, but but nobody should censure somebody if because I'm a Baptist or I'm a Jew censor or I'm a Catholic. Or censure, both, both. Okay, um, I don't know really where I'm going. Do Me you get the feeling of where I'm going here? Right, kind of. Uh, um, but Masonry <laughs> is not a religion. It shouldn't be a religion. This is not what you come to to get you to heaven. This is what you come to to learn to be a better man. Hmm. So it's really not a religion, but a lot of well people, said. a lot of people that don't maybe don't have a home church or whatever, the Mason, the Mason society does become their church. 
And so and I think that to, to a lot of people, it is their church. This is where I come to hang out with my uh, Christian friends at a designated time. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't have a church. So. Are you not a Jew anymore? I did said you, my Christian friends. I don't. I don't you have a church. Is that something you can stop? <laughs> no. Tony was saying for some people this becomes their church. I was just reinforcing that because I don't. <clears> really one have concern a church. I have about it becoming a church is that anytime you become a church, there's always different branches, and whichever. Branch, You're worried about a Martin Luther Masonry. Whichever branch <laughs> That's wins out. What this podcast uh, is. <laughs> this is a. I have a problem when they say that this is a Christian organization, uh, and I'm the chaplain. Because which Christian organization are is this a Baptist? With the witchcraft is this a one? That's the witch Catholic? One. Is this a Methodist or whatever? Because there's always going to be one that's going to be in competition with another, and you have to be careful. This is not a religious institution. This is a institution with religious overtones. Hmm. Well said. Also, the correct answer you'd be looking for was Mormon. Uh, it was the Mormons. <laughs> the Mormons. The Mormons are always right. Yeah. For the record. Um. Yes. This is a subject we could delve deeper into, but I'm I wasn't really right. trying I mean, to. I'm, yeah, I'm we, scared. We I can't kind of do a whole show yeah. about this. Like, I, was, I don't like. I'm scared to talk about this. I I, I wasn't trying to get like into that. Rail. I was I was trying to keep the conversation tailored to people's reaction to it. I'm much more but, open now, based upon my attorney's advice, that I can't be kicked out. You sh- you should listen <laughs> to your attorney. Keep trying. I think he's trolling me on that, and I think it may wind up biting you in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So you want to talk about the Charlie Hiddo thing that Ryan, and I can't remember his last name right now. Mm, it'll be in the show notes. He's from... Uh, uh, that was the one that I read and just kind of shook my head. Um, why? Well, it was a counter to another blog that uh, another brother had written. Oh, I didn't about read that one. Our, uh, Unless it's our brothers who were lost ones. in the Charlie Hebdo attacks mm-hmm. um, who were carrying on masonry by... Voicing their opinions mm-hmm. in, in a satirical manner, but voicing their opinions and refusing to be quiet about it. Uh, his response to that was, that's not who Masons are. We should be quiet and non-offensive to mm-hmm. anybody. Non-offensive. Politically correct, if you will. Yeah, We should definitely um, be politically correct. Not make fun of anyone's beliefs or religion. Anything that, that would be offensive to people, we shouldn't say. Yeah, um, no. I feel like he's talking about us, for the record. <laughs> you know, I, I had a little bit of a guilty conscience when I was when I was reading this. But, I read the uh, thing twice, and it didn't say after lodge anywhere. And like yeah. I like the one sentence where he's like, "No, I'm not saying they deserve to be killed, but what do you expect?" <laughs> yeah, like he didn't say it like that. But, you know, that was like the uh, gist of it. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, you can't draw pictures of somebody else's religious icon mm, if that's people that offensive of to every them. other religious icon. There's never mind cartoons of yeah. every other religious icon. Yeah, and never mind that the people group that he's referring to um, in their own literature have satirical cartoons of Catholics, Christians, or, oh, or yeah. what have you. Um, and, and let's let's be clear that they didn't just go after Muslims. Yes, they no, went no, after Christianity and all, uh, Jews. They, they went after every a, major religion. It's a satire. It's, it, was, it was it was South Park, dude. They made yes. fun of everybody. And you didn't get offended till they got to your your guy. Mm-hmm. You were laughing along whenever they were making fun of the other guy, but whenever they got to you, you're like, mm, I don't like that. That is offensive to me. I'm gonna yes. cut off your head or um, whatever. I, do. I tend know. to take the view that uh, that our responsibility to society, especially here in these United States, mm-hmm. is exactly the opposite. To not be politically correct. You're you're 
I mean, you don't be offensive for the sake of offending people. Like, well, if that's your purpose, then, then you're just an ass. Sometimes you have to offend people to make your point. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're doing it to, to render an opinion. Which is what they were doing. Yes. That's. But he disagreed that that's what they were doing. He said yeah. they were just, just bullying. Just being he used the term bullying, which in yeah. today's society has taken on a different connotation. It's It's no longer beating a kid up and taking his lunch money. It is now. Yeah, he picked on me, made me feel bad about myself. I'd lower my self-esteem a little bit, so he's bullying me, so that kid should definitely have some severe repercussions. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't, or, I don't or see like, how you can here, yeah. hold that view. It, it, like, like how is how is that, like, I don't agree with you. I'm going to say I don't agree with you, and I'm going to do so in the manner I feel, whatever that manner is, best gets my point across. Yeah. I mean, we're still talking about speech. It's, it would be different... If this magazine was taking up arms and going and killing people. Or suggesting that or, their readers yeah. go cut Muslims' heads off. Yes. That I mean, would the, be bullying and, and, and insightful and not something Masonic. What they're saying is, hey, you guys are being silly. Stop it. Look. Yeah. Look how silly this is. This is silly. I'm going to draw a cartoon of Muhammad fornicating with a pig being filmed by Woody Allen. That is ridiculous. You guys are being silly. See, you're being silly. Get a sense of humor. You'll live longer. Yeah. Well, unless, you know, you're the guys at Charlie Hebdo, in which case your sense of humor. I can't see, like, for as crazy as some of the, (laughs) for as crazy as some of the far, like, far, far right Christians in this country are. Like, God hates fags people, abortion bombing clinic people. Fred Phelps. Fred Phelps and and the ilk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, even they are, like, I, I don't see them... Suggesting that people go kill people because somebody grew a cartoon of Jesus hanging out in a gay bar. Like, I don't, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, no, I get it. Which that would be offensive to like Tony. Tony's a Christian. He would find that somewhat offensive, but he would get the point and say, all right, that's rude, but I get what you're trying to say. That Jesus wouldn't be that upset about the facts. Yeah. That's Tony's words, not mine, by the way, on the, on the F word there. <laughs> no. <laughs> Reverend, I find the whole hypocrisy uh, uh, maddening myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm a proud Christian, mm-hmm. but I'm also it, it also drives me just absolutely bonkers when we're talking about the Muslims and how crazy the Muslims are and they're beheading people and blah blah blah. But then I also read something on Facebook or whatever from from a very Christian individual here recently. They were mad at Michael Moore because he said something about the American sniper. And they were saying, I hope you rot in hell, and I hope you this, and I hope you get shot by a sniper. And I'm thinking now. Not very Jesus-like. How, yeah, you, you have to stop and question yourself. What would Jesus do? And I know that's a cliche or whatever. Yeah. But you do have to say, nowhere in the Bible does, Jesus is the one that said, lay down your swords. Right. Don't, here, here's what's astounding to me. And we've got a member of this lodge, and I've, and I've made this comment to him before in a very tender manner when he's, talk, <laughs> when he's talking about some different things, that my God is a very big God. People are worried, oh, the Muslims are going to take us over, or this is going to happen. My God's a big God. My God can do whatever. We we tend to make our God so little that we have to stand up and we have to go bomb the abortion clinic. I have to I have to fight the good fight. No, that is the least Christian thing you can do 
to, to do those things or, or even to wish death on a Muslim, even to wish death or a beheading or whatever. I think the Christian society in this country needs to stop and examine itself and kind of start again from ground zero. By the same token, the Muslim religion right now is about where we were in the 600s, 700s, when we were doing a lot of the things that the Muslims are doing now. It, it, it's, a, it's a progression. Now, I, I think you're wrong there. I think if you if you study history, that's a regression. I think if you look at the dark ages in Western civilization, then you look at Muslim society. The Muslim society was far and away more advanced well, they were than much, anything we had on this side of Rome. That's one thing in our Western civilization. You can make a lot of people mad here. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you're seriously you're the history major. But but if it wasn't for the Muslims, the Renaissance probably wouldn't have occurred. Well, they, as they much. kept all they, the knowledge kept after the, the fall of Rome. And, yeah. We would also write numbers with X's and I's oh, yeah. and V's instead yeah. of Arab yeah. numerals. I, I mean, the Muslims were the center. I mean, like up uh, all the way up through the Crusades, the Muslims were the center of, of knowledge and light within the world. And by the same token, I think that Muslims are misguided because I have my religion, they have theirs. But, but that, that being said, I don't think Muslims are evil. I don't think Muslims. I think that there are extreme sects of their religion well, that do I, I, these I things. Think, I think the same way Christianity they has have their Fred Phelps, just like we do. I, you know. Exactly. And, and I'm, you know, I'm probably going to catch shit for this, but I, I think a lot of the problems that Western society has with Muslims now are just our chickens coming home from to roost. Uh, partly from the Crusades, I think. I think that changed some of the tone with 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 their interactions with Western society. But going on, you know, even a bigger thing going back to like World War One. After you divided up the deserts over there in the countries, and and it was Western society still controlling those Muslims and keeping them in a position where they can be controlled, that is built up just just you know generations of of hatred like with Iran, like Iran, you know we we kind of screwed them over and they got really mad about it. And, well, you were alive then, not me, but I mean you remember the Iran. Uh, you know, hostage crisis. I'm sure. You... I remember when Sir Lawrence of Arabia, yeah, um, mm -hmm. made Persia, the comment. Yeah, yeah made, made the comment that in 1913 or 1917, the way we were dividing this up after World War One. In 1913, after World War One, 1917. That... I, I corrected okay. myself. All right. Well, that's still okay. <laughs> um, but go on. I was that's four. Still a wrong. Close on. enough. <laughs> Uh, he said that we were going to have uh, generations of generations of generations of problems because of the way that was divided up. Which we didn't, which not we, I mean, we're mostly talking about Western civilization here, did intentionally. So you could keep them divided. This is a this really is good not, conversation for us, but I don't think it's a great conversation for the No, podcast. this is not the Dan Carlin hard, Hardcore History Podcast. We should probably do something else. History lesson. Yeah. Agency Professor, law. Professor That's exactly what just happened. I just harlaned you guys. I apologize <laughs> for that. I'm I'm sorry, After Lodge listeners. Sorry. You know, anyway. Um, probably like history. Anyway, so the guy's post. Back to Ryan's thoughts, Harlan. I mean, do you have any closing thoughts on how wrong he is? You're wrong. Hmm. So, Ron, you have it from the After Lodge podcast. You're wrong. All right. Rethink your rethink and evaluate your life. Go to church. It's comedy. If you're a it's church satire. man. I mean, what do you what do you are you saying there shouldn't be comedy in the world? Well, not offensive comedy. That's, he goes. That's what comedy is. No, he goes and sees the puppet guy. We go see George Carlin in his type. Jeff Dunham is pretty freaking offensive. Is he? If you exactly. have ever said through one of his shows, I don't know. He always seemed hacky I mean, to me. Ahmed, um, the undead terrorist. Okay. Comedy is it exists is it, it has to be offensive. Bubba, he, I'm trying to think of a non-offensive comedian. 
Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. Yeah, I mean, well, Bill Cosby before he started raping. Okay. There you go. But he was doing that back then. <laughs> he was doing that back then anyway. Yeah, but we just didn't know about it. Okay, uh, so you blue can't, you can't even claim turf. him. Larry the Cable Guy. He's not even a real redneck. Yeah. Oh, dude, that guy makes me mad. I know, right? Nobody by name Bubba. Nobody knows anybody named Bubba. Have you? We we've all His been. His comedy is offensive Who, to me. It's offensive to me because he. <laughs> That's he, the only kind of comedy that offends me because he, he's a fake comic. He's a character exactly. uh, making fun of us, and not only that, he's a character making fun of my people, and then my people are the ones who goes and sees him. We pay him money to, to make, make fun, fun of us. Yeah. To, to 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 warp and and, yeah. and extort. Glenn Beck. What we are. Because that was all a big joke. You, yeah, I know. You know, one day, our kids, Tony, mine and your kid, our grandkids, are going to be eating Boston Market, drinking tea that ain't sweet, and eating cornbread that is, and think they're being Southerners. All right, we can move on now. Uh, I got that out. So. Thank you. All right. What else is on the uh, what's a Super Bowl whiteboard? We still have plenty left. Uh, you want to talk yeah, about that last one? That, last we're going to skip that first lodge visit. What time are we at? We're like over an hour and a half. Yeah, We've been bantering on too long. Oh, well, I'm sorry. This 35 be, minutes of that, that was your Dan one. Carlin ripoff. So. It, it was not 35 minutes. minutes. I hate it was you. chilly. That's true. I, we've got to get to Harlan's realization. I don't, I don't, what, what is this? Just shut up for a minute and respond whenever I give you a chance, please. This is and his don't realization, lean back in your, but shut up. Don't lean back in your chair and, 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 and puff away on your cigarette smoke and act like you're running. God, I can't even see him. All right. So, a while back, people that have been with us for a while, remember me and Harlan got into a little, little, little tiffle. A tiffle. I'm going to call it, because it was a tiff. It was a little bit bigger than a tiff, but it wasn't quite like like a fight. Uh, uh, it wasn't quite a kerfuffle. It wasn't a kerfuffle. It's somewhere a between tiffle. a tiff okay. and a kerfuffle. Got it. So it was it was a tiffle. We had a little tiffle about lodge juice, and I asked him, Harlan, in your ideal world, mm-hmm. how much money would you pay for lodge juice? I vaguely recall this discussion. And do you remember his number? Twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred crazy dollars. Yeah. So Harlan. Has had himself a realization this week. Okay. And he didn't know this was going to come back and bite him in the butt whenever he was telling me about it. Mm. He sat down and figured up all the money he spends on Freemasonry. Lodge dues, appendant bodies dues, stuff for the lodge. Okay. This, that. All the little tiny things. Yeah. Uh, the money he puts in the dinner box. The money he puts in the uh, the charity box. Adds it all up, Harlan, and how much would you say a year you spend on Freemasonry? I really don't want to bring this up. It's a lot more than $1,200. Like, add another zero on the end. Maybe take a little off. I still stand by $1,200. Well, you can't really include any appendant stuff in that figure, to be fair. Thank you. What Jason's referring to is utility bills that I pay here. Because I was trying to convince the lodge that we needed them, that now well, it's time for the lodge the to take over. It's, I mean, it just makes more sense if you say the yeah. internet, because so, people are going to think um, you're paying for the water because we didn't think we needed well, water. Well, we had a guy that was paying for the water because people didn't think we needed water, and it took him twelve years to get the lodge to take over the water bill. Mm. But I'm referring to that, and I'm referring to true, collecting the, the one hundred and eighteen dollars of a secretary salary that 
the guy before me just refused to receive from the lodge. That was me. And I'm doing that record. for different reasons than the fact that I need $118. For the record, that was me that never took that $118. Yes. Noted. Um, so I'm not really sure what realization I've had because I still think No, you've had the realization of how much money you actually spend on Freemasonry. Like, you never yeah. sit down and Let's added do it all up. Hey, Harlan, what would you recommend do should be? In the perfect world where I was the dictator? Or at our lodge? Because this is a setup. I know what you're doing. It's a setup. The dues at our lodge should be what they are. Maybe a little more because we can't really make ends meet. <laughs> if I started a lodge today, it would be $100 per month or $1,200. I'm out. Tony is washing his hands of this conversation. All right, Pontius Pilate. Go back to the ancient charges and some of the ancient material, and what you do is you take the expenses of the lodge for the course of a year, what it costs to keep a lodge door open. Send them to Herod. You I don't think you that's didn't. ancient material at all, buddy. You want to look at the ancient charges? None of us would be sitting in this room because Freemasonry in its heyday was made up of people in a different stratosphere of society than we're in okay whippersnapper you weren't around then mm, you take you take what accurate. the cost of the lodge to keep the doors open you divide that by the number of members that you have and that is what your lodge dues should be except in early american Just masonry keep your doors open. lodge dues were more than two weeks wages of a middle class man And they were that way all the way into the 20th century. Pretty sure the lodge didn't need that much money. That's why all these old lodges have millions of dollars in the bank and can't get people to come to lodge. But they got plenty of money because back in the day, they had a fortune and didn't know what else to do with it other than put it in investments. I mean, a little bit of what he's talking is sense. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, that all makes sense. This is your argument. That all makes sense to me. What he's saying is true about how much it used to cost to be a Freemason. That's all true. Okay. My point is, is Harlan doesn't didn't feel like he was paying enough money that he thought I, he should be paying closer to twelve hundred dollars. Worded it that way, but he didn't feel like he was tithing enough. You're trying to set this up, <laughs> but it's not working. My opinion has not changed. Well, I mean, I've it, spent it, too much money personally, and it is well more than twelve hundred dollars a year. Like factors more than twelve hundred dollars a year. Since you want to get into how much money I spend on this stuff, so. To be fair, I don't know though, what I've realized somebody's... other than I'm spending too much. Yeah, you're spending too much. Yeah. Now, if you add another $1,120 onto that. Mm-hmm. $1,119, but yeah. But, but, what? Okay, no. I didn't know we were saying what our dues were. Go ahead. That's fine. I mean, I'm sure that there's... Okay, move on. That's not like okay available on the internet or anything. How much is their lodge's dues? I mean, that's just... That's like private in the lodge. Like The only realization I've had is that I think that the lodge should now pay for the internet that I've been paying for for I years. I agree with that. And that I should collect the secretary's salary, however minuscule it is, on principle. I understand your reasoning behind that. Those are the only things I'm doing. I understand that. So what's changed? Well, I thought maybe you had thought in your head a little bit about how much I have. that active members of Freemasonry really spend on Freemasonry, and it's not just dues. Mm-hmm. Active members pay more. I get that. That's what I'm doing. But you still think dues are too low. 
Yeah. When our social club is writing checks to our lodge, our dues are too low. But you're trying to set up two different questions so you can blur them together to to, to meet your agenda. There's two different things. What am do I, I think the dues of our lodge should be? Oh, hang on, hang on. Is there something really wrong with me that I'm stupid that I don't that nobody else understands the point I'm trying to make? Well, I mean, no, I'm serious. Okay. Can, can anybody you're just just give me a yes about... or no? Can anybody understand what the f- I'm trying to say? Yes. You're talking about oh, you the, do. You're talking about the total can cost. Can you help me then cuz he can't. You're talking about the total cost of masonry. No, he's talking about trying to get an admission which is that... not the same. No, as... I'm not. My point always when we talked about this previously was yeah, dues are a certain amount, but that's not what we pay to be Freemasons. Okay. I never said it was. You're having an argument with yourself that doesn't exist. This whole tiffle that we got in last time was when somebody asked me if I had a lodge and got to be Mason dictator of the world, what those dues would be. And I said $1,200. I still do. Then somehow that got blended into Harlan wants to make the dues at our lodge $1,200 and kick everybody out. No, I'm not. Nobody said that. I was saying that you weren't going to have people like you have at our lodge because people at our lodge can't afford that money. So basically, you want a lodge that doesn't include us. That's hurtful to us. That's hurtful to Tony. That's hurtful to Bruce. It's hurtful to me. Do you see the extrapolation that's going on here with things I never said? That's logic, son. It's not logic. That's how logic works. It sounds like you're wanting to make an elitist organization. No. 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 He just wants a lodge that you can't afford to be a member of. Mm. Tony. If you really, really, really wanted to be a Mason, not not of this lodge or, or of any fictional lodge, but if it was something that was one of the most important things in your life for you to be a part of, could you come up with a hundred bucks a month to do that? Could you? Or are you too poor? Yes, I could. Okay, thank you. But hang on. How hard would it be? Yeah. What's your cable bill every let's, month, Tony? Would it, would hold it, on. Would stop, it stop, 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 stop. Let's ask the different question. Harlan's Lodge exists. It's a mile down the road from this lodge. His dues are twelve hundred a year. Our dues are what they are. Which one are you going to go to? I'm coming to this lodge. There you go. Okay, that's fine. For me, it's not so much can I afford it. It's can I justify this to my wife with the amount of time? <laughs> I'm serious. With How the much amount money of time, you spend on you know that we're recording this. Hundred dollars, hundred thirty dollars. Oh, plus batteries. Okay. That's one time, though. You know, oh, he, what, what, last hang month, on, hang on. No, that's not be fair. Pretty high too. That's not fair. He sat there and he's been researching that since the beginning of December. <laughs> yeah. He has been looking at them since the beginning. He spent hours trying to find that, yeah. trying to find what he wanted. It was important to him. him. It was important to him. Then he spent hundred and thirty dollars once. That yeah. was a large expenditure for him. That he spent plenty of time researching to make sure his money was well spent for hundred and thirty dollars. What's your cable bill, Tony? About a hundred and twenty a month, mm. including um, internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Tony. So to be a Freemason, cancel your cable, so your wife is ready to murder your ass. Would you say that Freemasonry is more important to you than cable television? You're looking at it from a totally different perspective. There are a lot of members, retired members of our lodge, that if you even whispered that you were going to charge them $1,200, you'd have an uproar, Mm -hmm. and these guys cannot afford it. Oh, so we're back to this whole thing where Harlan said, in Mason Dictator Magic Lodge that doesn't exist world, what would his idea be to, the dues at our lodge should be $1,200, and all you old folks get out. Okay, let me ask you a question. The downside of that is, in, in, in your imaginary lodge, 
Nobody's going to be a member. No, there will be members. Here's who they'll be. Stuck up assholes. Yeah. What, what I meant is no guys here uh, have Netflix member. instead of cable. Oh, who really want to be? They're going to be thrifty blue collar gentlemen. No. So you're no. saying you're no? They're going to be wealthy, stuck up people who are a member of that lodge version. because we can't afford it. No, or I'm saying that Freemasonry is so important to me that I would find a way to make it work, regardless. Okay. But but you're assuming this model doesn't already exist, and it does. You mm-hmm. have to have a reason to want to change that. I don't want to change it. This is where he got all in his tizzy. Nobody wants to change shit here other than you our dudes need to go up. You want to go make your imaginary lodge. Uh, in your imaginary I, lodge, am I a member of it? If you recall this episode, am I a member of your Jason imaginary lodge? Jason pried this out of me because I didn't say that. Hang he on. wanted me to give him a number. Hang on, Pull a number out of your ass. Answer so I question. did, and this okay. started a 40-something episode Hang on. thing. Hang on. D- am I a member of your imaginary lodge? Your, your dream lodge, am I a member? Jokes well, aside. Well, not because of I'm... the dues. Did I not say jokes aside? Mm-hmm. How are you not going to honor jokes aside? He said that the, he said that I don't know. The same time I guess that depends that. on if there was another lodge that you prefer to be a part of, or if you really wanted to be part of this lodge. Because if you really wanted to be there, I have a feeling that you could afford it. Because I believe I, I you think, spend I, about that much money on Freemasonry already. Well, yeah, of course I do. Okay. But then I'm going to wind up spending that much over there, too. Because I'm also going to be doing this. And I'm also going to be putting money in the charity box. I'm also going to be doing this for the Widow's Program. I'm also going to be... Would you? Yeah. A lodge that had $1,200 a year dues would need those things? Yeah, because they're still going to do it. What's this lodge going to do? We have a lot of things at this lodge that we have to do, or that we do, so that we can generate money for the lodge, for our charity activities and all that. Mm-hmm. A $1,200 lodge has a, a different year, purpose. What are they going to do? What's their purpose? What are, yeah. It's a philosophical. You're, you were part of the traditional observance movement before you wrote it off because you got on this class warfare tirade that you're on. I'm not on a class warfare tirade. That's exactly but what But that's this exactly is. what that f- place is, though. See, he's got this hostility towards the T.O. Lodge, and that's where this all stems from. I'm not good enough to be a member of that lodge because of who I am in general society. You were society. a member. You demitted. I never felt like a member of that lodge. Okay. They never made me feel like they were my brother. Yeah, they never treated you like a member. Nobody was screening you out? Mm, that's f- passive-aggressive, but they were. Mm. He he and witnessed I, it. Bruce I, was there. I hate disagreeing with you. You think yeah, Bruce no, is going to take I up for me it. if it's not 100% true? It happened. Mm. And I mean, I, they did the same thing to me. I didn't go. So, gentlemen, you have, well, you have the source of, of the tiffle. No, it's not that's with not me. What it is. It's with another no, lodge. No, what you don't understand is I can't. If this lodge is here at $80 or $100, mm-hmm. and that lodge is over there at $1,200, I cannot justify being a member of that lodge. Unless you really wanted to be part of that who lodge. Is, who is that lodge going to be populated with? People that really want to be in are that you, lodge. Are you going to have guys like who, who in my opinion... You're going to have elitists. You're going to have maybe doctors. Lot. You're, you're What's have the a brotherhood going to be like at a $1,200 lodge? If you're not going to be part of this lodge, like why do you care? What do you mean, why do I care? If it's not your lodge, Because you're my you best care? friend, idiot, and you want to be a member of a lodge that I could never be a member of. Idiot. You say you can never be a member of. You mean the lodge that the hypothetical guys that won't pay it can't be a member of? No, that's not what I mean, honey. If there's a lodge that's $1,200, mm-hmm. there's one over here that's 100 mm-hmm. I can't be a member of that lodge. 
Tony can't remember that lodge because he can't justify the cost of eleven hundred more dollars a year when he come over here for a hundred dollars. Bruce can't justify. What the, if there that, was no other lodge? If there was no other lodge, yeah, I'd have to find a way, but I'd have to sacrifice for it too. And then all of the other little stuff. But you would still go. You would. Still yeah, all the other little stuff would have to stop. Yeah. When that collection box comes around, I'm probably not putting that much money in it. Well, how I mean, many I'm, members? I'm assuming we wouldn't need that collection. How many members of that lodge? That, aren't you? you I, I promise you, the collection box is still going around. This is a fictional lodge that you're. It's like taxes, dude. Mm-hmm. It, it's gonna, it's just going to keep rolling. The collection box keeps keeps rolling. Dude. So don't how many members of my fictional lodge do you think would uh, would be present percentage wise at an average meeting? Oh, probably close to a hundred. Mm. They're paying twelve hundred bucks a month. Be there or twelve hundred bucks mm. a year to be there. How many people you think would be there and disappear into the shrine and never be seen again? Again, probably zero, or they would demit over to this lodge. Mm-hmm. How many people you think would be there that didn't really want to be there? Very few. That's my case. That's a chicken and egg argument, though. This whole thing is a chicken and egg argument. You keep trying to divert it back to I want to push everyone out of a lodge because of money. Let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. There's no class warfare here. I, this I, lodge doesn't me, exist. Can I ask you a question? Sure. In your hypothetical lodge, your imaginary lodge. The uh, professions of most of the members. What would you say the breakdown is? That's not. You can't. Just. No. That's not. I mean, a fair are question. they blue, blue collar or white collar? Uh, I imagine, it's, like any other lodge, applicable. it would be a mixed assortment. Well, it would be a mixed assortment, and it would probably depend mostly on what community it's in. So, the guy working the factory job, you think he's going to join the twelve hundred dollar lodge? Absolutely not. Well, the plumber, you think he's going to join the? It depends. We can only talk about this if. The $80 or $100 lodge doesn't exist. Yeah, there's that. But also, I can't really say. Well, but it would be a very good lodge to get rid of the riffraff and yeah. just, just the common yeah. folk so that we can act, so we important people can actually talk about things that matter. Easy, mm-hmm. Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, with the class warfare setups. Do you not see that that's what, what winds up happening, though? No. I don't, okay. I don't think it, it is. It well, it's his imaginary lodge. It's, it's, it's however he wants it to be. Well, Thank I mean, you, like, uh, Thank you. Is, is, is I only it, doctors and lawyers. As I've seen it in the real world, that's, that's, but that's what happens. What lodge have you seen in the real world that's like that? Besides the lodge that you have a personal Hang on, issue Were we doing with? a show a few minutes ago? Yeah. Because <laughs> I said some Welcome stuff. Welcome to the show, Jason. This so is you, the you, Lodge I, podcast. I said some stuff, about so to you, start. and he heard it, I thought. Your issue's not with, with high dues. Your issue's with a lodge that you didn't feel part of. Because of class warfare. My issues is with the people who would decide to do this and the way I've seen it work in real but life. You were one of those people in the beginning. You're right, I was. But my job wasn't good enough. So therefore, my opinion was invalid. Uh, my brotherhood wasn't worth anything. Uh, hang on. Which lodge do you think is more, more tight knit? That lodge or this lodge? Are you the fact you have to think about it is stupid. No, because to me it would be this lodge, but those guys over there are pretty freaking tight knit. I just can't ever get over there. Mm, but I was a member and was going all the time, and I never really felt like a part of that group. You think I was part of the tight knit? I'm not, but it's because I'm never there. Are you still a member of that lodge? I am. And the dues are considerably higher than this lodge. Just curious. They're about twice what this lodge is. So you they're would going think up that every if you're year. paying that much money, you would be more involved. It's not that I don't want to be. I so really, really, really want to be. Really, really, really want to be. 
I it's because I'm too involved here. <laughs> I had to make a priority hey, Harlan, decision. Harlan, Harlan, hmm? there's a burn center up by the. I don't understand what was burned. You, you just got burned. No, you just wanted to be that way. No, you did. Did Harlan get burned, Bruce? He doesn't want to answer because the answer is yes. Because I'm doing. That's why he doesn't want to answer. You're not going to shake me on this one There's because you've got there. a class warfare agenda going on, and I don't, and I'm but not going to shake I, from it. Twelve hundred dollars is perfectly mm. reasonable, not for this lodge, but for my pie in the sky fictional lodge. Would you lodge want me to be a member exist. of your pie in the sky fictional? I would love lodge. for you to be a member of my pie why? in the sky lodge. I tend to think we're friends. But I'm sitting here telling you. Like but I'm sitting here telling you, I can't be a member of that lodge. So you like a lodge to set its dues and fees to accommodate you? No. Okay. Do, do y'all understand what I'm saying? Because I feel like he still hasn't got my point. If this lodge wasn't here, and that lodge was, would you be part of that lodge? Because it's the only lodge I'm at. You know, I—that's I, 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 that, that's the question I, that needs to be. I'd answered. like to say yeah. If I'm already a Freemason. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say yeah. But I can tell you right now, as a 22-year-old dumbass, I probably wouldn't have joined. Should you have joined when you were a 22-year-old dumbass? Or yeah. should you have waited till later? No. I should have absolutely joined when I was a 22-year-old dumbass. Because I got in here and I loved it. And mm-hmm. I went right to work. And I started lecturing people, including your dumbass. Mm-hmm. And I did a shh. Job. Once I got in here, yeah. Yeah. But if you told me at 22 years old, the only way I could be a Mason was give you $1,200 a year plus $500 for, an, and I'm assuming then that's what you want your initiation and petition fees and all that to be. I, I never really thought about yeah, it. Okay, let's I just only say thought the flat about $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1, $1,
Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. You because, are. Let me explain something to you. 22-year-old, 20, 21-year-old kids don't own houses. Mm. That's not something... In Mexico, they don't even own goats till they're 30. Well, here's what I was looking at, was a apartment rent close to the university that was somewhere on the order of $600 and a mortgage payment that's somewhere on the order of $600. I, I understand exactly why you're, why, what you're saying because mm-hmm. it made sense. That was a, a, sign, a, a sound financial decision for you. But what I'm trying to say is your average 21-year-old idiot mm-hmm. can't get that financing because he ain't got a J-O-B like you had. Because you had a J-O-B, didn't you? Yeah. A good J-O-B. Making well, well more than the average. You were in the one percenters of 21-year-olds. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think you see that now. Because mm. you're a driven guy, dude. You're one of the smartest guys I know. From a young age, you were that way. When I, when I first met you... You were one of the most impressive young men I'd ever met in my life. So, yes, if masonry was $1,200 to you, you could have afforded it. When I was 21, I couldn't have because I was digging ditches. They told me I was an electrician, but I dug a whole lot of ditches and ran wire on a few days. I couldn't have said, hmm, $1,200, that is, when I was working as an electrician, that was a little bit over two weeks' pay. And I was making pretty well. Of course, this was two weeks pay for your average blue collar worker. I agree. What dues have always been until World War II. Can I finish my point, Dick? Carry on. So if you come to me and like, I want to be a Mason and I always wanted to be a Mason. But at 22 years old, if I'd come and talk to a guy about being a Mason, he'd say, all right, well, dues are going to be about two weeks of your pay. I would have said, well, I can't do that. I cannot sacrifice that much of my income right now. To do this, although I really, really want to do it, I, I, I just I just can't make that decision to do it. So what if that guy had said, okay, well, here's a lodge over here where you can join. Come well, you, to us well, when you can. Or here's a better example. What if there's a guy who really wants to be part of this, Hold on, I, but I just can't afford it? That question. Well, it's of course the same I would have joined the, the cheaper lodge. Okay. But then if that, if that option exists, the only people that's going to populate the lodge that's $1,200... Or the people that twelve hundred dollars isn't that much money. I was to assuming them. that lodge had already been there and has mm. been, you know, running a few years. It's already got members. Mm-hmm. But but that's my point. Is if you tell me at twenty one, twenty two years old, eighty dollars or twelve hundred dollars, I'm going eighty, right? Because I don't know the difference. I'm thinking, you know, we're basically talking about generic cereal at this point. It comes from the same factory. In the in the course of. You know, over the years, you're going to lodge here. You visit that other lodge a few times. You're like, "Hey, I like this lodge. I like all these guys. I want to join this lodge. Dudes are twelve hundred bucks, but I really want to join this lodge. Maybe I can find a way to get the twelve hundred bucks. Probably still wouldn't join that lodge if there are a bunch of other lodges that are, that are or one twelfth of the price. I am probably going to try to transform my lodge or another lodge into what I want it to be." Because the things he's talking about isn't things that require that much money. It's an attitude. The people, the core group at the core group at our lodge, at the after lodge lodge, yeah, they want a beer. You want a beer. Yeah, I want a beer. Tony wants a beer. All of our officers, for the most part, want a beer. Right. Except for you know, the warlock, but mm. he doesn't really want to be anywhere. He hates the world. <laughs> but we all want to be here. If we if we hear about an ideal, often we will discuss it and we will try to incorporate that ideal. We have a chamber at this lodge. 
There's not a lot of other lodges in our area that has a chamber. Why do we have a chamber? Because we heard about it. It's a good idea. We studied it. Yeah. And we said, this is, a, this is a good idea. We need to do this. We need to bring this back. So then we did it. Did that cost us any more money? Sure. But how did, how did it cost us money? We bought stuff. Materials. Before we drag out this whole thing again, at any point in any of these conversations where you try to get me to say this, have I ever said that the dues at our lodge should be anywhere resembling $1,200 a year? You have not. Have I ever mentioned that we should even discuss that? You have not. Okay. So why does this bother you so much that you're afraid you're going to be pushed out okay, of this I'm, lodge? I'm, gonna, no, I'm not, I'm not afraid of being pushed out of this lodge, Harlan. Okay. Let me explain it to you real slow. Now, I need you to shut down the robot part of your brain and think about the emotional friend part of your brain. I know it's small. I know it's underdeveloped. You haven't used it much. Try real hard. Mm-hmm. You are my best friend on this planet. Mm-hmm. There is no other person with a penis. There's other people here. <laughs> Sorry. There's no one else. Tony, on- you're my best friend. Thank you, Bruce. There's no one else on on this planet with a penis that I'm not blood related to that I love more than you. Okay. You want to be a member of a lodge that A, would not have me a member, or I couldn't afford to be a member. Don't say they wouldn't that's have you a That's why it bothers me. Yeah, they wouldn't that's, have me as a member a because the way this lodge is going to wind up going is it's going to be the middle class, wealthier end of people, and they're going to look at me being a stupid mailman and think I don't have anything to add to the lodge. Whereas that's one of the best things about so the lodge. You, Hang on, that's one of the best things about a good lodge is you got a lawyer sitting next to a guy who sells gas, sitting next to a mailman, sitting next sitting next to the plumber, sitting next to the guy that paints cars, sitting next to the guy who's a hedge fund guy. It, 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 it's it, it's that coming together on the level of people from different social social economic statuses. That lodge is not going to have that. It would if this lodge didn't exist. If there were no other lodges except for the $1,200 lodge, it might. But not to the same level as this lodge. Because we got guys who barter for their dues here. I, I would mm-hmm. agree with that. That lodge is not going to have guys bartering for their dues. The Bilderberg Lodge. <laughs> I would think that that lodge would now, be on. one do of you the un- first places that could do, do you that understand? they have the money. Do you understand why that irritates me? Why it bothers me? I understand that you're extrapolating a hypothetical you're not gonna, to you're a not gonna situation. I mean, he's not going to... This so you don't understand thing is it. an if scenario. It's not you an can't... if scenario. It's an if scenario for us. Jason has an I'm, issue I'm with one lodge in particular. Lodge. That no, no, I'm no, 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 no. I have in right next no, no, no. down the street from this lodge. No, no, no. That's a giant if scenario. Hang on, because there's nothing Harlan, like it. Harlan, the main thing that bothers me about this is not your hypothetical lodge. It's your mindset on this. That I'm sitting here telling you I couldn't be a member of that lodge, and you don't give a. F- that doesn't factor into your. Your thoughts on it. you're going to your heaven, but Jason can't go to heaven. Yeah. No, this is this is this is all about one lodge. No. I, I, I'm sitting here telling you no. I'm sitting here telling you what it is, and I'm breaking it down to you as close as I can. I, I'm complimenting you on the show. I'm le- I'm I'm breaking the fourth wall, and people know you're my best friend, and you want a lodge that I can't be a member of. Your 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 best case scenario lodge. I can't be a member of. Why not? I don't know, Harlan. Just, just, no. I, I don't know how else to explain it to you, dude. 
I, I don't know how else to explain it to you. If that lodge is $1,200 and this one's $80, I'm a member of this lodge. I'm also a member of this lodge. Jason. I'm not a horse. member of that lodge. Dead horse. Yeah, I know. I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm done. I, I, there's no more progression we can make on no. this discussion. No, there hasn't he been progress in the last half hour. Well, well, he's just not. I mean, no, like, I don't, I don't know how to explain. I'm listening to you. You're just wrong. Real quick, can I? Can you explain to me how I'm wrong? You could be a member of this lodge that doesn't exist. <laughs> if you were willing to give up, maybe buying your wrong. child milk and <laughs> because. <laughs> I think you're wrong that they wouldn't want me as they they wouldn't want me as a member. They're not going to want the This lodge doesn't people. exist. How do you know that? Because if this lodge exists and that lodge exists, we know how it's going to shake out, dude. It's gravity. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's just a societal fact of how it's going to shake out. Why do you not have plumbers joining the f- country club? Uh, there's too many. I'm just going to have to go through it. Dead horse. Uh, can I interject there's... something real quick? I know this podcast is going long, but I would like to interject something that I feel. Real quick. This is probably going to be good. Jason, you've made this comment before, and you make me and probably Bruce also feel like the tin man in the cowardly lion. Cowardly lion. You wouldn't give me a ride home. At the end of the (laughs) Wizard of Oz when Dorothy's going around and she said, I love you, tin man. I love you, cowardly lion. But Scarecrow, I love you more. You know, I'm going to miss you the most. But every time you call Harlan, you're my best friend. You're my only friend in the world. You're my- I didn't ever say he was my only friend. We're sitting over here. I never too. said he was my only friend. I mean, we're we're sitting here thinking. I never said he was my only saying things you never said, I, dude. How's that feel? Does it feel good? You, know, you might be my best what, friend, what, what but I will punch you straight in your <laughs> dick. No, he won't. I'll punch you too, general principal. No, you won't. If everybody else is getting punched. Yeah, I want to get punched. <laughs> Tony, Tony, you're not even good enough like to get, get punched. You're not a good enough friend to get punched. He only punches his true mm. friends, uh. and only in the dick. Mm. Oops. I have so much stuff to do tonight. I don't have time to edit the show. <laughs> oh, <sighs> way to end on a high note. Right. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, but cool. Thanks for listening to episode 57 of the After Lodge podcast. Recorded for you live in front of a studio audience and the chaplain's drone. Uh, You can check out the show notes at www.afterlodge.com, where you can also find all of our previous podcasts where we've discussed the same issues at length. Um, Let's see. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Hang out with us on the Freemasonry and After Lodge subreddits. Idle with us on IRC at irc.snoonet.org. Pound sign, Freemasonry. And, of course, email us at afterlodge at gmail.com. There's a phone number in the show notes. Leave us a call, voicemail. If it's juicy enough, we might just play you on the air. So thanks again for listening, brothers. We'll see you next week, I hope. Later.
sweet 65 With her sailor tattoos and her drawn out eyes Every now and then she still crosses my mind And by every now and then I mean most of the time By every now and then I mean all of the time We're no different than neon lights We turn us on, we stay up all night We do what we can, we put up a fight We burn too long, we flicker and die